93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, July 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Ben Salem police are searching for three young men who burglarized a Ben Salem home in the 700 block of Bridgewater Road. The homeowner's surveillance cameras caught the men entering her property. One suspect wearing a white hoodie was scoping out the residence after the family left for church on Sunday, June 30th. Using a rock to smash out the window, two other burglars wearing black dart up uh, the back porch and into the home. Uh, detectives say within two minutes, the trio grabbed electronics, including a PlayStation and sixty thousand dollars in cash, before sprinting away from the home. Police believe wow. this wasn't a sixty ra- grand. Yeah, so mm. uh, I'll explain. Police believe this wasn't random, uh, and that the brazen bandits not only knew the family but had possibly been inside of the home before. The victim is a single mother of three boys who owns a florist shop in town. Oh. She says she shouldn't have had that much cash from her business in the house. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that they they do take it home. Yeah, yeah, and they scope it out too. So mm. yeah, they were aware of that. If you recognize the men in the video that police released, you're asked to contact the Ben Salem Police Department. It's pretty clear video. Like, the surveillance video is pretty clear. I mean, they have hoodies on, so you can't exactly see their faces. But um, there's the the first guy that goes in wearing the white hooded sweatshirt. Uh, they have video of him entering the property, and he's kind of facing the camera. So, okay. uh, I wonder what, what kind of impact these, uh, these cameras have made on uh, yeah. crime. Because it seems like they're definitely working in our... The law-abiding people's favor. Yeah, sure. So uh, take a look at the video. If you have any information, you can contact Ben Salem Police. More than a dozen people have been arrested in an operation targeting the drug trade in the Kensington section of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro announced on Tuesday afternoon that his office arrested 14 people in connection with a major drug-fighting initiative. Uh, Dozens of officers executed search warrants in the early morning hours. They seized six kilos of heroin and fentanyl, two kilos of cocaine, five handguns, one rifle, 200 thousand dollars in cash a kilo press scales and packaging equipment this fentanyl thing just blows me away i don't even understand why they even make it i mean i get it it's it's like a crazy intense high but you are literally killing your clients with this do you know what i mean yeah they're killing the the purchasers of their product right like like you now have less people buying your drugs i know but i my guess is there's always someone around the corner that they can get addicted Uh, So the law enforcement effort was a result of a three-month wiretap investigation into a drug trafficking organization in the Kensington neighborhood. Shapiro told reporters at a news conference that the effort prevented three shootings from happening in the course of a few weeks. The The Kensington Initiative is a partnership between local, state, and federal law enforcement to target major crime drug organizations in the neighborhood. On Tuesday morning, agents executed 20 search warrants on homes, warehouses, and vehicles believed to be connected in the organization. They said the ring uh, has ties all the way out to Allentown. Uh, and then to Bucks County as well. Shapiro said the ringleaders used school children to sell the drugs on the street corners. Man. Temple University tuition will not be going up for the majority of undergraduate students. Temple's uh, university... Hey. Board of Trustees voted Tuesday to freeze tuition in Pennsylvania uh, for Pennsylvania residents. So tuition at Temple University will remain at $16,080. Out of tuition, however, is going up nearly 3%. That's an additional $818 a year. So out-of-state students attending Temple University will pay a total of $28,994 per year. Temple's president says an increase of 2% in funding from Harrisburg in the recent approved budget helped keep the in-state tuition flat. In sports this morning. (laughs) 
ball sacks are yummy. The American League won the All-Star Game 4-3 last night in Cleveland. Hometown favorite Shane Bieber, a right-hand starter for the Indians, earned the MVP honors after striking out the side in the fifth inning in the middle of the progressive field-wide chant of his name. The 24-year-old Bieber, once a walk-on at UC Santa Barbara, caught Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras looking at a 95-mile-per-hour fastball and then struck out Diamondback second baseman Cattell Marte and Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. Bieber is the third player in All-Star Game history to win the MVP award in his home ballpark, joining Pedro Martinez at Fenway in 1999 and Sandy Alomar Jr. also in Cleveland in 1997. Serena Williams is being fined $10,000 for allegedly damaging the London practice courts with her racket. The All England Club, which hosts the Wimbledon what tournament, the handed the fine to Williams after she reportedly caused damage during a practice round on the outside courts on June 30th. The 37-year-old shrugged off the fine while speaking to reporters after winning the quarterfinal round against Allison Risk on Tuesday. When asked about the fine, she said, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. I just threw my racket, and I got fined. Williams is seeking her eighth Wimbledon title, which would be her 24th Grand Slam victory. She advanced to the single fi- semifinals tomorrow. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks, Kath. Welcome. Midweek is where we have landed, and uh, we're happy you're here with us. In fact, we're so happy. We are going to have a chance for you to win some tickets this morning. Uh, a few different occasions of tickets. We'll start by mentioning the fact that we have a secret text word. It's something we do on Wednesdays. And today we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see one of our favorites, Mark Maron, uh, who's going to be <coughs> excuse me, performing at the Miriam Theater. It's not till October 10th. Yep. But you can get your tickets well in advance. Text the word secret to 39333, and we send this word back to you. Hang on to that word, because later on we'll ask you to call in if you're the designated caller with the word. You win the tickets. And we will also grab a random texture, so a couple of different ways to win. Now, not quite Mark Maron, but a different show, The Rolling Stones. Ho-ho! Of course, they're going to be in town on the 23rd. And we have a chance to win tickets yet again this morning. So uh, around 8 o'clock, we're going to give you our Stone song for the day. And we'll give you the hour that that's going to play. And then you be the 25th caller when you hear that song. You win their Greatest Hits album, Honk, on vinyl. And I saw a picture yesterday of a really cool one that Pierre had signed. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're taking the actual, we get brand new records every single time. We pop it out, play it, put it back in the sleeve, and somebody's going to win that. And Pierre gave this really big, you know how big his autograph is. It's really cool looking. Uh, And then you get tickets to see the Rolling Stones on the 23rd. So don't miss your opportunity to do that in your first uh, little entree into that is going to be around 8 o'clock when we'll reveal the song for the day. Guest-wise on the program, uh, Leslie Jones is going to be in touch with us. She's going to be in town on Saturday at the Miriam Theater for an evening with Leslie Jones. Yeah. So we will talk to her a little bit later this morning and see maybe what you'll uh, find. You know, you go to her show where you're going to find that uh, that particular night. So that's coming up later on today. And I know we have a ton of stuff to give away, so we'll make sure we have the opportunity to grab some things. Belly Flop is tomorrow night. Uh, it is at 6 o'clock. You can be there as early as 5. It is free of charge. Valley Forge Casino Resort at the pool. We would love to see you there for that. So just keep that in mind. It's tomorrow. It is upon us. The championship will take place. First the Women's World Cup and now this. That's just that? astonishing. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, just you're talking about week. major uh, sports events occurring within under a month. What a week. Yeah. So uh, let's have you on board for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into the entertainment report with a stupid question. That stuff coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. Giving away a pair of tickets to the Marvel Universe Superheroes Exhibit at the Franklin Institute. Question for you this morning. Did not know this. What state is home to the only active diamond mine in the United States? Only active diamond mine in the United States. Yep. What state will you find that in? Casey knows it. Wow, you wrote that down quickly. Let me see. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. So give us a call. I will go through a few birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Wednesday, July 10th. And it's Jessica Simpson's birthday. Yes. She is uh, 39 years old today. Is she a billionaire? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she she might be because of her fashion <clears throat> line. Um, You know, when they use the term billionaire, I'm not sure if that means that that individual actually has a or billion dollars or the company yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But she's worth a whole she's worth a lot of the, money. But yeah. I think it is their their asset. So technically, okay. it is, it's con- that she is considered a billionaire. And that's all like pocketbooks and stuff, right? All, uh, she, oh, she does everything from really? from purses to shoes to clothing. Yeah. The only crap? thing I know is recently she was very happy that her puffy ankles stopped uh, the swelling. Did you like see that? that? Yeah. So yeah, she's posting pictures. pictures of how <laughs> her freaking hey, ankles. Look, my ankles look better now. <laughs> I'm not a Clydesdale okay. anymore. She's 39. <laughs> today. Uh, Adrian Grenier is uh, 43. You remember him from Entourage. I just saw him on one of those Hallmark movies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yes. He's so, headed down that path, Yeah. Huh? Okay. He was the spurned uh, boyfriend. Yeah. Came by the studio. Very nice guy. He's in one of our favorite movies, Preston. Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most... I, God, I love that movie. <laughs> God! Uh, it is. Good. It's a guilty pleasure. It I don't is. know why I love that movie so much. It's well done. Uh, he's 43 today. Uh, Neil Tennant, lead singer of the band The Pet Shop Boys. Always like them. I love The Pet yeah. Shop Boys. I was just listening to that song that they did. Um, how do I? How do I? How do I? Oh, uh, what have I done to deserve what this? What have I done to deserve this? Yeah, it's a Dust- great song. Dusty Springfield yep. sings on that. Did you win away? It's very poppy synth new wave stuff, and uh, and I just uh, thought it was really catchy. Absolutely. Music. Yeah, so uh, Neil Tennant is 65 today. Arlo Guthrie, opposite end of the spectrum musically. <laughs> Alice's Restaurant, City of New Orleans is a great song. God, do I love that song. That song actually makes me cry. And uh, son of one of the all-time folk greats, Woody Guthrie. Uh, he is 72 today. It was a, a rerun of the Goldbergs last night, but it was the one where Jeff Garland comes in and he just <laughs> he hates the hippies that uh, right, yeah. the, the, the son is dating, the parents of the son is, uh, is dating, and he's, he just comes in the room and he's like, I wanted to see Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> like, really loud and impromptu. Oh, well, Arlo turns 72 years old today, and the tradition of this song, song still continues on Thanksgiving. With uh, and people get pissed off if you even suggest you're not going to do it. Really? Plays it three oh, yeah. times during that day, by the way. It's a 20-minute long Bill song. Weston loves it. He does. Uh, Arlo's 72. Uh, here's another musician, Greg Kinn. Wow. Yeah, Jeopardy and uh, the Breakup Song were two of his big hits. And, uh, what the hell happened to him? Well, he, he ended up becoming a radio personality in San Jose, I Really? Think. Yeah, a long time. Uh, he's, he's been a morning radio guy for a long, long time and done very well in that area. And, uh, in fact, you may not remember this, Steve, but we had him on the show one time. We were doing this back at Y100. We did a 
a Where Are They Now segment. And Greg Kim was one of our guests. We also have Martha Quinn on for one of yes. those. Yes. And I forgot who the other person was. We had, we had three different was people on. From Family Ties, do we have? I don't remember. Okay, we had a couple people like uh, that, though. But I uh, always liked him, Greg Kinn. So he's uh, 70 today. Sofia Vergara. Oh, yeah. Modern family star. Uh, highest paid woman on television. Yeah, 47 today. Uh, Thomas Ian Nichols, who's been by here before. Uh, you remember him from the American Pie movies and Rookie of the Year. He is 39 today. Uh, Chittawell Ejiofor, great actor. Yes. 12 Years a Slave. Wow, what a movie. Unbelievable. It's, it's kind of hard to watch, but it's so good. And he's also in The Martian, uh, in Doctor Strange, remember? He's and great. He is going to be the voice of Scar in this new live action, oh, sort of live action, okay. uh, The Lion King. Do you think in the Doctor Strange realm we're going to see him come back? He he kind of at the end seems like he's going to turn into a villain, right? So it depends on what they're going to do. Because the new Doctor Strange movie's coming out. Well, then then he's got to be in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're going to have to see him because he he left um, a little bit upset that the uh, uh, the he, ancient he, one was not what he thought. Right, was. right, right. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I hope so. He's great. And the last birthday, uh, Nick reminded me of, uh, she's been in our studio before, and uh, she turns 18 today. Isabella Moner Ah. uh, is 18. So she was in the Transformers, and she was, what was the last movie? Oh, um, she plays the daughter of, she's going to be Dora in the Explorer movie, but that Mark Wahlberg movie that he called in to promote. The Instant Family. Instant Family, yeah. She's really good in that also. She's super talented. She is in uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Day of the Salad. She is a... Amazing La in Salam. that movie. Uh, yeah, uh, well, then she I'll, is uh, gorgeous. I'll have to see that, and she can she can sing, she can act. She was very, um, she was an old soul. You can yep. tell she was uh, wise beyond her years, and I think she's going to be like a, a big super duper star. But um, yeah, um, what was the other? Thing she's legal, is what you want to say. Well, she's eighteen. Yeah, yeah. She's legal now, which is good. But um, oh yeah, so the new Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Live action film. She is Dora, so that may be a big. Uh, that comes out next month. Catapult for her. Yeah, not too long. Um, by the way, has, have you guys seen these videos that are going around about with Dora? She's all grown up now. No. Oh yeah. So it's it's like an action. It's, it's, no, it's animated. No, oh, no, but it's real life Dora. So she she's at work and she's like, "Don't you hate it when your boss asks you if you are still hungover from the <laughs> night before?" I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What state is home to the only active diamond mine in the United States? And uh, why not? Let's go to a guy named Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, what's up? Yo, bud, just looking to find out the answer to this question. What state is the only active diamond mine in the United States? I'm going to say Arkansas. You're correct. Arkansas! Arkansas! Is that an Arkansas diamond? It is in uh, Crater of Diamonds State Park. And is that one of those parks where you can kind of go in and look yeah. for diamonds on your own? And you can mine. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. mine. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations to Zach. We are going to set him up with a pair of tickets to Marvel Universe of Superheroes exhibit. And you can explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials. Now open at the Franklin Institute. Tickets and information at fi.edu. Uh, we'll start with Meghan Markle. She's in talks to become a columnist for Vogue magazine per the Daily Mail. Uh, but you won't be dishing up fashion, recipes, or interior design tips. Instead... MMA? 
not MMA. Oh. She'll be focusing on social issues. Oh. Issues. And possibly highlighting the charitable work that she and her husband, Prince Harry, are focusing on. Uh, the Daily Mail claims that her column may appear in both American and British editions of the mag. She's already reportedly penning a piece for British Vogue in September and will be shot in uh, emerging designers who have tie-ins to social causes involving mental health and women's rights. Oh, that's what you expect her to do. I think they should yeah. really buck the system and have her do like a car repair Yeah, right. Column. Something way out of the... Dear Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Annie Leibovitz will be taking the pictures, and she's reportedly requested to not be on the cover of the magazine. I support anything that involves Annie Leibovitz being on the other side of the camera. Uh, speaking of photos, eyebrows are being raised over Megan's reported request to not have her photo taken in public. At her recent Wimbledon appearance, her security staffers reportedly asked people seated near her to respect her privacy and not take pictures. Uh, some members of the British media, led by Piers Morgan, are furious. Uh, Morgan said, if you want to be private, go back to America and live privately. From where you come. Yeah, exactly. Get the hell back to America. I mean, listen, you can ask people to not take pictures. You I can. Mean, whatever. Yeah, it's no big deal. And they can continue to take the pictures. Uh, legendary actor Rip Torn has died. This is sad news. He was 88 years old. Uh, he died peacefully at his Lakeville, Connecticut home, a representative said. His wife, Amy Wright, and his daughters, Katie Torn and Angelica Page, were by his side. Always liked him. Yeah. He had, uh, had a long career, man. Didn't Was it him who had some boozy moments? He did have some boozy moments. He, he Recently, was, in the past like, five a, years? Remember, there was a situation where he broke into a bank. Yeah. And he was... Uh, <laughs> He was just a little confused, yeah. and uh, they don't know whether it was a combination of booze and uh, some prescription drugs he was okay. taking. Apparently, it never uh, reached him going to jail for the deal, so they, they bargained it out, however it worked out. But, I mean, he started in the 50s, I think. Yeah, his film debut is in 1956, a movie called Baby Doll, and then he studied at the actor's studio. Uh, he was born in Texas, by the way, uh, credited for introducing, and I did not know this, his cousin... Sissy Spacek to the entertainment industry. Yeah. He, he got her started. Yeah, yeah. He was in a, a great movie called A Face in the Crowd, Preston, which is a, a, an early political drama. Um, the Cincinnati Kid with Steve McQueen. Do you remember that movie? No, uh-uh. Uh, and uh, he's in one of our favorites, Beastmaster. Yes, he is. You're right. He's the, he's the nemesis. And I think his name is Matt. Is his name Max in that movie? In Beastmaster? With oh the God. character's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the character's name. Wait, he was the he was the the head of the cult, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the, the effed up teeth and the whole. Yes. This is Max. This is Max. He's the head of our yeah. over the top religious cult here. Um, and uh, he was in Dodgeball too, right? He was in Dodgeball. He he plays older. Um, what is it? Uh, Patches. Name. Yeah, Patches O'Halloran. Yes. So he is the guy, he's played by Hank Azaria as a younger guy in that documentary footage that they show. Yeah. And then later on, he has a different way to train people for dodgeball. We have I a think clip we have of that. Clip, yeah. um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us? Or That's what this sack of wrenches is for. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? <laughs> Any other questions? Are you sure that this is completely necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Uh, uh, All right, ladies, buckle up. Uh, uh, he is great in that. He's also great in uh, defending your life. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. And uh, believe, remember, he's what he's the he plays the dad in Freddy Got Fingered. 
Oh, my. That's, I um, never I, saw Afraid yeah, of God. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten about that movie. Uh, he gained national recognition for his role in Payday, which starred him alongside David Bowie. And uh, since his debut, he accumulated a number of awards and nominations, uh, including an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor in 1983's Cross Creek. And he's received nine Emmy nominations, Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, and that was for The Larry Sanders Show. He actually won that. He played Artie, who was basically Freddie DeCordova from The uh, the Tonight Show. He was based on that character. He won that in 1996. Uh, his latest nomination came in 2008 for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series for his role in 30 Rock. Uh, and he also was the voice of Zeus in the Disney film Hercules in 97, and of course Zed in Men in Black, which also came out in 1997, he's been married three times, has six six children. I've got to watch Beastmaster again. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. It's been a little while since I've seen that. I got to watch Defending Your Life again. Now, Nick, Kathy, have you guys ever seen Defending Your Life? No, no. it's an uh, Albert Brooks movie. Yeah, it's great. Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep. It yeah. really he, is. she can do no wrong and he can do no right. <laughs> exactly. So their lives are being reviewed up in heaven about yep. where they're going to go. Yeah. I actually did a project in college on that movie. I took like this movie. Not Beastmaster? Not Beastmaster. No, because a lot of people had seen Beastmaster. So okay. you basically it was this movie class I was taking and you had to and you had to take a movie that you didn't think a lot of people or most people in your class has seen. Oh. And, and now he- Casey with his essay on Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if you could talk to animals? <laughs> That's how you talk to his eagle, right? That's right. He would, he would call it. That, that was the subtitle yeah. of the paper. <laughs> All right. We're, ne- next actor, come in. Do this. You got it. All right. <laughs> That's all I have to a say. Tribute about that. To you, sure you don't want to. You don't want to continue. We're talking about defending your life. No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, and I'm done talking about Rick Torn. He's of course, dead. He's man. 88. He we was 88 and he died. There you go. Summer rental. People are saying we should mention summer rental, so there we go. I don't remember him in that. He was the captain. I mean, okay. the uh, the pirate. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hunter Jr. is off the hook after pleading not guilty to allegedly assaulting his father, Kevin Hunter Sr. Uh, I see a theme here. Yeah. Page Six reports that the case against the 18-year-old was dismissed after he appeared in court on Tuesday. A prosecutor reportedly opted to not press charges. Uh, the alleged altercation took place in a New Jersey store parking lot in June, shortly after his mother, Winnie Williams, filed for divorce from the elder Kevin, who had also reportedly welcomed a baby with his longtime mistress. You know that story. Yeah, right down here in uh, Lankanau. Uh, Williams was not at the hearing and uh, she, because she was recording her, I was doing my show. Her talk show, yes. It was at Hahnemann, not Lankanau. Oh, you're yes. right. But uh, Kevin Sr. did attend and told the judge that he did not want to pursue charges against his son. So that's all been dropped. It's done. So is she uh, fully back to work then? She's fully back to work. Okay. Uh, Well, everybody agrees that Mariah Carey rocked her bottle cap challenge. Uh, I didn't see it. I heard about it. Yes. What was the big deal about it? She sings the cap lid off. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, social media is pretty split uh, and leaning toward uh, being horrified about Kendall Jenner's approach to the Grays. While most celebrities kicked her, chopped off their bottle of choice, Jenner took her cap out while riding a jet ski in the ocean. But critics are uh, taking the supermodel to task because she let the top fall into the water and was polluting oh, it. Come on! And also, kind of, what do you come on, on about? The, the little bottle cap went in the water. Yeah. Uh, Is she, a whale going to choke on that? And also kind of possibly cheating because the cap was already loose. 
Well, uh, they're all cheating. All the caps are already yeah, loose. Yeah. There was so, who farted the cap off? Somebody farted the cap off. I don't I know. Was oh, I, uh, sh- <laughs> Helen Mirren. Yeah. No, she grabbed it with her vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. I'm uh, surprised the porn star hasn't done a course, you know, some, some type of sexual have. thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. They probably have. Uh, so, anyhow, Jenner later clarified that she did, in fact, retrieve no, the cap. No, she did not. <laughs> no, she did not. Well, of course she did. She threw the garbage overboard, too. Yeah. Uh, George R. R. Martin is dropping hints about the highly anticipated Game of Thrones prequel, which documents uh, events preceding the HBO mega hit. Uh, the author and executive producer recently sat down with Entertainment Weekly to discuss showrunner uh, Jane Goldman's plot, or I'm sorry, the pilot, which is a shooting in Northern Ireland and takes place 5,000 years before the events in Game of Thrones. Sorry, I heard initially that this was Jon Snow in high school, but this is not clearly if it's It goes 5, back a little years. further, yeah. <laughs> uh, the pe- the prequel leads up to the epic confrontation between the White Walkers and Westeros in an era known as the Long Night. The, the Long Night was this, essentially it was winter for a really, really, like, you know, maybe right. like a decade or something like that. And, I wouldn't uh, like that. dark that long. If but. the entire season... I mean, the entire, the entire series is in the dark coldness. You yeah. wouldn't like that. No, I wouldn't. I mean, you think about, like, all the complaints that they got from that giant battle. How dark it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Westeros, so here's what he had to say. Westeros is divided into a hundred kingdoms. He said, uh, we talk about the seven kingdoms of Westeros. There were seven at the time of Aegon's conquest. Uh, but if you go back further, then there are nine kingdoms and 12 kingdoms. Eventually get back to where there are a hundred kingdoms, petty kingdoms. And that's the era that we're talking about here. We're talking Tom Petty kingdoms? Sure. Uh, the Starks will definitely be there, he said. Obviously, the White Walkers are here, or as they're called in my books, the Others. And that will be an aspect of it. There are things like direwolves and mammoths. Uh, the Lannisters probably won't be there. I know if you don't, you didn't watch this, Steve, so you don't know all I this know, stuff. Yes, but, it means nothing to me. Uh, and then the cast uh, will be ensemble. So there'll be a trio of female players, Naomi Watts. Naomi Aki and Denise Goff, I guess is how you say her name. Couldn't find another Naomi. Uh, though Martin hesitates to call them leads. He said, I hesitate to use the word lead. As you know, Game of Thrones will, we never uh, nominated anybody for lead actress or lead actor during award season until recently. It was always for supporting categories because the show is such an ensemble. I think that will be true to this show, too. Uh, we don't have leads so much as a large ensemble cast. And as far as the title goes, he has previously suggested The Long Night. But uh, then again, it may not be so. He said, I heard the suggestion it could be called The Longest Night, which is a variant, and I wouldn't mind. That would be pretty good. So, If they really want to do something that's going to catch everyone's attention, name it Murphy Brown. Yeah. It's <laughs> out of the blue. Right? Nobody yeah. know no, why is this called Murphy Brown? There's n- <laughs> what? What's going on here? Uh, Martin is currently writing the sixth Ice and Fire uh, novel, The Winds of Winter. Is that the one he's been working on for the past couple of years? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Preston, uh, can we go back to the bottle cap challenge? Because Nick just found a video that's pretty amazing, and I want you to watch this, and then we can post this up on, on our website. Is it porn? I think you'll enjoy it. Nope. It's our buddy Steve-O. And no. he's using... Yeah, he uses his penis. His penis. Yep. <laughs> to take the bottle uh, He out. spins around with his pants off and slaps <laughs> oh it with his Johnson. Have you uh, seen it, Steve? I have not. I have it's okay. it's blurred out Yeah, because uh, it's on Instagram. But, yeah, That's he great. does it all right. That's a good one. You got to love him. Nice job, Steve-O. Wow. You know, he's uh, called out Justin Bieber for a fight. Has he? Yeah, he says he. Uh, oh. you can't fight Tom Cruise. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, Steve-O versus Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes. Oh, you yeah. bet your I'd, ass. I'd watch Justin Bieber fight anybody. 
Yep. All right. Uh, it's beautiful. Let's see. Thank you, man. <laughs> Been working on that one for a while. You know, as they say in the land of Beastmaster. Yeah. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. may be facing groping allegations, but that's not preventing him from living his best life in the Hamptons. Uh, page six reports that the Oscar winner was spotted out at Barron's Cove in Sag Harbor with his girlfriend, Claudine De Niro, holding hands and drinking rosé. Mm, before rose. he made it, before he made a huge <laughs> scene. Clapping for the whole restaurant while his friends allegedly cheered him on. Hey, Cuba, clap for us. Uh, a spy claims that he was uh, conspicuously enjoying himself and wanted to be seen. Sag Harbor is where McCartney lives. Oh, really? So maybe they're uh, maybe they're neighbors. Maybe they're buddies. Maybe they know. get together for a jam. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie is in abandoning is not abandoning her acting and uh, modeling roots for a career in politics and journalism yet. The 44-year-old mom of six was spotted posing in a window wearing lingerie Mm. and sparkling earrings. Mm. Observers speculate that she is starring in an ad campaign for the French beauty company uh, Guerlain. So we may see some uh, pictures or commercials of that. I'm just excited for Maleficent. Uh, Yeah, looks really good. Uh, Aziz Ansari is addressing the sexual misconduct allegation leveled against him a year ago in Netflix's Aziz Ansari Right Now. Uh, the 35-year-old opens the show, admitting that he's uh, come to turn or coming to terms with the situation. Uh, I, we have a clip. Is that what this is? Yeah, it's a clip open? of him. He's talking about the um, little mini scandal that erupted, and I think he jumped on it early, but it, it definitely impacted his life, and you can tell by his tone. Because he opens up immediately with yeah. it. So let's see if this is it. I haven't said much about that whole thing, and uh, it's a tricky thing for me to answer because I felt so many things. In the last year or so, there's times I felt scared. There's times I felt humiliated. There's times I felt embarrassed. And ultimately, I just felt terrible that this person felt this way. And after a year or so, I just hope it was a step forward. It moved things forward for me. It made me think about a lot. I hope I become a better person. So uh, he's, he's, it sounds like he's on the verge of crying, but yep. he's it's clearly uh, emotional. Yep, so he opens with that, and then uh, then he closes with some comments on that stuff as well. But so. no no real jokes associated with it, just no. talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, and, the right way to go. And yeah. he addresses, I know this is a weird way to open up a comedy show, yeah. but uh, but he wanted to get it out of the way. Well, it's so wild because I was just thinking about what he was up to and what was going on because his career was on fire. You remember he played the Wells Fargo, did he not? Yeah, yeah. Did I it? mean, he was playing giant venues, and, and yes. Star was on the rise, and then, um, you know, these allegations hit, and everything And really just... what it was, I mean, listen, I don't know what happened. You know, he's not quite sure what happened, but he knows this person felt this way. Yeah. Right, But right, it was, exactly. it, it, for, for a lot of people, and I think it's why it didn't come raining down on him very hard, Right, it seemed to be, it was two interpretations of a date that didn't go all that well. And you know what, and uh, he had commented that a friend of his had said something to him along the lines of, you know what, it made me think about what happened to him? He said it made me think about every date I've ever had. Right, and I was like, you know what? Me too. How yeah. could it be? Re- I kind of, I kind of did as well. I'm like, let me, let me double back. And yeah. Make sure How that could that have been read? You know, yeah. Yeah. That uh, you know, me and this girl might have been making out, and I got a little handsy, and yeah. You know, because I thought, hey, this is yeah, this, this is, is where we're going. This mm-hmm. is good, you know. So, but the air on the side of caution is not a bad thing. Interpretations, yes, sometimes. Uh, let's see. Oh, your favorite Friends are leaving Netflix for HBO Max in 2020. That's right. Friends, the TV show, 
uh, is leaving. It'll be with uh, Warner Media's new streaming platform. <sighs> this comes after Netflix also loses The Office, which is head to NBC Universal streaming service. Uh, and friends will be joined by Pretty Little Liars and The Fresh Prince of Bel Air on HBO Max. So Netflix, their catalog is being picked clean by the other startup services. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as new CW series Batwoman and Katie Keene. But so. Netflix, their bread and butter has, for the most part, been in their original programming. Yep. So there you go. I think they'll be fine. So yep. this isn't something, oh, man, I better sell my Netflix stock. Well, no, no I don't think I so. Don't. Uh, however, though, you look at, like, what Disney's going to ha- have going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're going to have a, they have the Star Wars catalog. They have the Marvel catalog. They have the Pixar catalog. They've got a lot of stuff. I'm a little tired, and, and I thought that you said <laughs> that I have to sell my Netflix sock. <laughs> oh, you I, have a sock? I do. Just one, though. Well, no, I yeah, like Michael Jackson just wore one glove. Sure. Okay. No, Casey, I used to have two, but Casey like... has a Netflix sock. Yeah. Yeah. shaking his head, just one sock. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. It says Netflix on yeah. it. Shamal. Stock. Stock. Gotcha. I actually might have said sock. No, I I'm really I'm really tired today. I'm a, I'm a little loopy and I'm I'm not hearing things the way they're coming out, so <laughs> Uh, how about this? Ryan Reynolds is joining Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot and in Rawson Marshall Thurber's take on a global heist film. So, so The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. That's a good. That is a great cast, and they're yeah. saying it's an unofficial sequel to Nell. Ah, fair yeah, enough. <laughs> and it is a global heist film, right? Nell lead the Nell heist. is the leader. I don't understand what. Do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? Kasakau! <laughs> I said, to which color wire do I cut? Kasakakuka! <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Nell, nice. Nell in Ocean's Nine. <laughs> you get all the uh, sling blade Nell, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the movie idiots. <laughs> Uh, they thought they were stupid. <laughs> they were stupid smart. It's her. Nell. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Simple Jack. Pull off the heist of the century. And the kid from Mask. Not stupid, but he got a really wide head. He's right. the mastermind. He's the brain of the opera. <laughs> Sayadalung Kong Kong. Sayadalung Kong Kong Vegas. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man. So, Netflix has uh, grabbed this feature from Universal Pictures. They also added Reynolds as part of the deal. That's a great, uh, that's a great cast. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson said, I admire the ambition of Netflix to become one of the biggest movie studios in the world. Uh, their original content, as we were just speaking about, uh, generates critical acclaim and invites full collaboration on every level of production. The unbridled enthusiasm for Red Notice, so I guess that's what this is called, is equally matched uh, by their commitment to entertaining audiences on an international scale. So it should be okay. Cool. Yep. On uh, and let me see here. How about this? One of Spain's biggest media groups, uh, Media Pro has agreed to run international sales with Film Nation for Woody Allen's next film. Oh, my God. Uh, Film Nation handled sales uh, for Alan's Cafe Society and is also handling sales for his forthcoming A Rainy Day in New York after Amazon pulled out following fallout from Alan's comments regarding the Me Too movement and renewed scrutiny about his alleged assault uh, of his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow. 
His uh, his movies as of late, and we've talked about this. They're they're just they annoy me. They're just so they're they're so Woody Allen populated with such Woody Allen type people. Uh, you know, you remember the great comedies that he brought him to the game. Yep. We're not going to see that again. The last one I gave up that it, that it, I finally decided I I just won't watch, and not because of the controversy yeah. behind it, but just because. Lack of entertainment at all was Blue Jasmine. Yeah, I started watching it, and I know Dice was good. He was good, but I just didn't get anything out of the movie at all. So <sighs> you know, yeah. You know. Why doesn't he do like Rampage Two? Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. Giant gorilla. What happens to that gorilla? That's a very large gorilla. <laughs> Alan is consistently and that been, looks like a wolf that can fly. Uh, denied the wrongdoing. <laughs> um, and the next project from Alan has been provisionally titled Rivkin's Festival. Sounds awesome. Alan said, I've been very lucky over the years that I've had uh, a very good public in Europe, and they've enjoyed my films, and I think from early signs they will enjoy this one. They all skedaddle to Europe. Roman Polanski's over there. That's where he, you know, does, well, of course, obviously he's fighting extradition, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's where they all end up. Stanley Kubrick moved to uh, London in the latter part of his career. Did he? Yeah. Okay. And the last story I have for you, newcomers uh, Celeste O'Connor and Logan Kim are joining the party for Ghostbusters 2020. Uh, they're in good company. Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Stranger Things star Finn Wolfhard, and gifted star McKenna Grace are uh, have also signed on. Is that the kid we were talking about the other day from Gifted? McKenna, McKenna Grace? Yes. Yeah, yeah, little girl. Uh, Jason Reitman, of course, whose father directed the original Ghostbusters, Ivan Reitman, uh, set to direct Ghostbusters 2020, and shooting will begin this summer. So is this, does anybody know, is this a reboot once again? This is, I believe, a reboot. Um, but, you know, look, we're having Leslie Jones on later, yep. and she was in the all-female Ghostbusters. I never saw it. It wasn't bad. It had its moments. It got vilified by purists of yeah. the first right. films. So, but, and there's, I, by the I way, there's cameos it. from Bill Murray's in it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, I think, is in it, right? Okay. Most of the cast that was alive and available okay. ended up in the uh, in the all-female version at some okay. point. Uh, well, they're doing another one. Yeah. So if you haven't gotten enough, then there you go. All right, we're ready for the clips now. Living in the city can cause a cultural divide with your rural family. And Family Reunion features the McKellen family moving to rural Georgia to be reunited with their family. In this clip, Tia Mowry discusses the joy of working with Loretta Devine. She's just such a powerhouse, but she's so incredibly humble. I've learned so much just working with her. And one of the main things that I've learned, even, you know, with being a woman in this business and being a black woman in this business, is not being afraid to voice your opinion. Shut up, dummy. Uh, Family Reunion is now streaming on Netflix if you want to see it. Very exciting. Next clip. Snowfall drops you in the midst of the 80s crack epidemic in Los Angeles as four heavy hitters in the scene cross paths. From an interview before his death, John Singleton explained where the inspiration for the show came from. Here we go. Concept came really from life and growing up in Los Angeles and seeing the tide of change in Los Angeles when crack hit the streets of L.A. And just really being fascinated with how that happened. Like, how does a whole city evolve and change for the the worse and for the better, ironically, with certain things that happen. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, season three of Snowfall will debut tonight, ten o'clock, and that is on FX. See, I thought this was the premiere season of this show. I, I saw the commercials running for yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I and no I had idea. no idea it was a Singleton show. No, didn't either. All right, there you go. That's what I got for you this morning, entertainment-wise, in the streets of Hollywood. That's what's happening. <laughs> you are tired, aren't you? Freaking exhausted. I start to say things, and I realize I don't know what I'm going to say after a few words. We'll help and you. And then we'll... I just got to fill in the blanks, and mentally I'm not here. Through the rest of the day, if you find yourself at a loss, just yell out what kind of word you're looking for, like Mad Libs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or can I blow my kazoo? Yeah. I'll just go. <laughs> and, and then you guys fill in your word. They'll think you said an expletive that we couldn't air. <laughs> right. Well, Jackie Bam Bam has sent me a couple of texts this morning, so you're doing all right. What uh, did he say? Uh, you said we've landed, and uh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Right, we Jackie, have landed. Jackie has a running commentary of, of <laughs> phrases that he likes to hear me say. But does Jackie know that on this very show we were in a commercial break that uh, Preston complimented Jackie? No, his turn of phrase. Oh my God, his head just exploded. Oh my God, about the little things that he does with his vampires and all that. I love. He's very, very clever with uh, with his choices of of whatever these these terms he comes up with from time to time. I dig it. Yeah. So is it because you're walking the dogs at home now, right? Yeah, I'm just I'm beat. I stayed up extra late last night because uh, my family is uh, taking a little trip, so I'm solo at the house right now. And but I got my the dogs and. Uh, I, they normally stay up later than when I go to of bed. Of course, so the same I, thing happens with me. So I stayed up late with them last night, and and then I got up a little early so I could let them out and have them spend some time out of their crate. If you don't keep them in their crate when they sleep, they go a little nutty, and they'll dig through the wall, which I really don't like. <laughs> yeah, that's the house. It's those extra so, doorways yeah. you'd never planned yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's the same thing. So when Claire goes out of town, I have to, because the dog is used to taking a whiz later on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so I got to stay up a little bit later. I got to, but these are, these these are dog owner problems. Yeah, so you know that's where we are. All right, uh, Leslie Jones, as you said, as, as Steve said, <laughs> as you said, it's very accurate. Will be as on Steve show. said, we'll be on the show around nine o'clock this morning. We have a Rolling Stone song of the day. We'll get that as close to eight o'clock as we can for you to tell you what song and what time, what hour that will play. Uh, and it's Wednesday, so we'll go live on Fox Good Day. And we also have a secret text word: your chance to win tickets to see Mark Maron. October 10th at the Miriam Theater. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Thursday from 6 to 8, it's Preston and Steve's Belly Flop Championship 2019 Battle of the Sexes at Valley Beach Poolside Club at Valley Forge Casino Resort in King of Prussia. Admissions free for spectators 21 and up. Enjoy a dip in the pool plus drink specials including beer buckets and belly flop jello shots. Valley Forge Casino Resort, Philly's only resort casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. One of the things that makes uh, Casey a great producer is that he will think about events that are taking place Months, maybe even years from now, and start to get ideas about what you know we might want to do. Yes, uh, radio show wise, and have some fun. Well, he does the same thing in his own life, and he's that way about birthdays and special occasions, anniversaries, and plans way in advance for stuff like that. Which is an attribute I wish I had. I just don't have it. And one of the things that he has been known to do is to prepare 
for his driver's license renewal photo. Big is, deal. It is a huge thing for him. For me, it was just always sort of a nightmare. I don't want sure. to go wait in line and do it, but it's I don't know. place the sort of joy around it that he does. But once you do it, once you're there and you're going to get your picture taken, you do want it to be a halfway decent photo and to <laughs> make sure it turns out the way you want it to. So... Uh, what is it? Every five years you get four. One? Every, every four, four years. Every yeah. four years. So, how long ago did you start preparing for this uh, photo? Um, l- about a year ago. Okay, <laughs> about started, a year ago. You started thinking about. I remember you making an announcement out loud, guys. It's about a year, and and you're you know my license gets renewed. I, I don't realize until mine is expired that oh, I even that's, yeah, this yeah, one yeah, I just know? got the the picture I yeah. just got I got because I looked down and I go oh my god my yeah. license is expired yeah. so I it's because of four years ago when I had my last license picture taken it was like I really phoned it in I mean I was literally standing in the middle of the DMV I had basically just kind of like gelled my hair down to my you know if you don't know Casey likes to take weird pictures mm-hmm. funny pictures for his driver's license the fact that it's but it's basically a, a, a legal document yeah, or right. a, a card that is this very is, essential to your identification. This is who I this am. This is who I am. Yeah. So, And whereas some people in the old joke used to be that, oh, you you know, photograph yourself drunk so that you'll look normal when you get pulled over for a DUI, <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. This is not the case. For Casey, this is an artistic expression. Yeah, right. and so I'm standing there in the middle of the DMV four years ago, and I I looked around, and I ended up grabbing, like, a, a piece of black paper. I have to improvise. And I had yeah. to improvise, and I, and I threw the black paper over my one tooth so it looked like I was missing a tooth. You, and you, you are... I know you're not thrilled with that one. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I think it is hilarious because it puts yeah. me in my... It, you look like a, a cast member from Narcos. Yeah. yeah. So, I, but it was just because I hadn't... I didn't really, I, I didn't plan it, you know. I didn't, okay. you Sometimes know, like, yeah. those are the gems, though. But you've not been happy, so you made sure that you did put a lot of preparation into this one. And I had initially, I had a plan. I had a plan going into yesterday's picture. <laughs> Sounds like an MLK um, speech starting here. <laughs> and, and I ended up abandoning that plan, and and I, okay. I may end up really. Going, I may end up going back to it, um, you know, in four years or whatever. But the the initial plan was to grow my hair out. Shave a bald part into yeah. my hair, and you know, uh, yeah. what male pattern baldness they call right, that. Yes, uh huh. And then do a comb over. That was like the initial plan was to do that. But then I I started growing my hair out a year ago, <laughs> and I was getting a kick out of it. I kind of liked the long hair a little bit, so I wasn't ready to part with the long hair just yet because it's been like a year long commitment. Kathy, you know, you know, you have long hair, and it's. Takes you a long while, and, a long, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you get like a little bit you have attached to it. Be ready to, it. to let it go, and I'm or not... or to f with it. Yeah. You, you instantly regretted getting bangs. I remember that was uh, the thing that you did, Kathy. No, I didn't. You guys did. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's right. You looked horrible with your bangs. <laughs> Casey's been documenting his hair growth and and bedhead on uh, on social media, especially on Instagram. Uh, but I let me read you the text message here. Uh, from Casey that we got last night yes, to indicate that he was, he was ready to go. Uh, you talk about the woman who was giving you a hard time. We'll get to that in a moment uh, as far as getting the picture done. But he, he writes, I'm pretty sure I get an A-plus this year <laughs> okay. on the photo. So that's saying a lot. Yeah. 
and I'm dying to see this. So we are going to well, we will we will get our reactions here in the studio. We're gonna they're gonna pull it up on our monitor here. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna blast this out on social media. right? Yeah, so yeah. you you'll okay. be able to see it within seconds. And what we do need is just a little chronology of the evolution, which you can lead us through. Nick, you have a que- uh, well, no, I an just, observation. I'm I'm happy that you're happy with it. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want you to come out of this whole process because of the time and effort put into it uh, unsatisfied. Yeah, they also they've changed the the license. By the way, oh really? They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they go in a lot closer. Well, closer, right? They yes. go in a lot closer. Really? Yeah, the now. only reason I know that is because uh, my last uh, photo ID was like the greatest picture I ever took, and yeah. like you, I had like a nice shirt on. You could see, and I so I picked out an outfit for my <laughs> license photo, and then when they took it, they zoomed all the way in. Oh, I was like, no. you can't even see my shirt. So my, mine Did is relatively a, new. That's that's it's nowhere now. It's really all, it's closer. All, it's Let me see. All is that, is that for facial recognition? I don't know, but Casey, did this affect your, uh, your I'm, photo a little I'm bit? I'm really glad I had a, uh, the smile that I put on because <laughs> but, but you, you you didn't have clothes or anything that no 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 it was all hair but you know he they, brought a donkey with him they cut out a lot of the hairstyle uh-huh. um, so luckily and we'll, we'll go into this but uh, you know I, you I, made I, him retake I, it I no oh okay all right. she made me retake it and thank God we went with the original all right. Uh, are you guys ready to see yeah, it? Yeah, are you guys ready? All right. Okay. I hope it's this is Did a, you have another a, question? In a series, you, this will be your fifth license that you've done this way? I believe so. Because the very, very first one was actually an accident. All if, right. You, if you, so if you go back 20 years ago, all right, so in... <laughs> you need to how long, know how long this has been happening. Go back to 1999 uh, <sighs> when the, the whole idea started. It was an accident because back then... The background was white. I was wearing a white T-shirt, and it looked like I had a floating head. I was kind of had like a goofy face or whatever, but I was like, ding. I was like, oh, my gosh. It has begun. uh, It has begun. And so it wasn't until 2004... Okay. Where or 2003, where I really <sighs> all right started this all right. So if those, if those of you who feel that this is strictly for radio, this is just our reaction to it. But you will be able to access via our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. It'll be up in mere moments. Mm-hmm. So this is either. By the way, this is going to be Casey's legal license photo. Yeah. We're going to be looking Drum at. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Here we go. All right, Marissa, please reveal the photo to us here in the studio so we can get our reaction. Let's see it. <laughs> 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 oh my god. That is your driver's license, man. Dude. That is Notice your best. The eyes is slightly your... askew. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, A plus. A plus. Yeah. Well done. Oh my god, dude. You look okay. great. It's it's uh mountain <laughs> mountain man. Yeah. Uh, 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 from Game of Thrones, Thorin, uh, only not red hair. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> Casey. Uh, one, one cross eye. Casey yeah. has one eyeball. His left eye is askew. His hair is just, it looks wild and unkempt. And but kind of pulled back a little, too. Pulled back, but it's almost like, you know, like you're riding in a Jeep or something like that. <laughs> And your your beard looks really full in this picture. Really, did you almost kind of fluff it out a little bit? Oh, yeah. oh, I did. Yeah, were you using? Were you spraying hairspray in here? Because uh-huh. that, that's what I was hearing. Oh, okay, God. Yeah. Um, you you so honestly, I, I, you look like Nell's boyfriend. <laughs> what? Oh my God! I had uh, sprayed basically oh a, a half God. a can of Aquanet oh or Pantene God. into my hair. Uh-huh. I, I had bent down, and so it was all crazy. And then I drove there with the windows down in my car, 
the entire time, and then it still wasn't all that great. I brought all my hair care products into the fix. bathroom with me. Yes. I now, can them. you explain what happened with the woman? Right. Yeah, because I, right. and I, I can honestly see one of the one of the issues here is that <laughs> I could see someone saying this really doesn't look like you. Uh, oh, but uh, but so yeah. To Kathy's question, question what'd she say before that? Yeah. though, uh, this has all of your personal information. We're not there. posting that. We're all just right. going to. Post we should the take that off the monitor too because the Daily Rush videos. I don't want any of case. Well, you can they you can blur can, it. You can blur that out. All right, put yeah. it back up. Anyway, yeah. uh, go ahead. Tell the story, please. So we what's what's going on here is um I have my version of the story and the lady at the DMV is going to have her version of the story. Okay, and um. She was a little miserable, and she's probably telling her family and friends, oh, my God, I had to deal with this total jackass, right? But she was a little bit miserable, you know? Like, So we know that it is a legend that she works yeah. at DMV, and the DMV people can be uh, but, a, a little irascible. So you showed up. What was her main issue with this? Was she calling you on uh, making the face? <laughs> well, it's so good, I mean, it first started with, her asking me if I needed to go to the bathroom to fix my hair. I said no. Wait, I, before before I even took the picture. <laughs> she asks you if you need to fix your hair. Now, yeah. in this day and age, yeah. with you are what you are, and you're you know f- let let your your uniqueness fly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a presumptuous question right. to say. Don't you go need you need to fix yourself up? And I said no. I I just came back from the bathroom fixing my hair. I said this is this is how I look. And then, uh, and then I had to give her my old license, which again, which was what? It has the tooth blacked tooth, out. Right, right, okay. right. Okay. She goes, "This is you." I go, "Yeah, it's me." She's like, "You're missing a tooth here." I go, "Yeah." Fix. You know, and I, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, I did mean, not honestly, say that. I didn't Preston, say that. Isn't that, isn't that kind of, <laughs> in this day and age, isn't that sort of? Let me ask you about your physical features before uh, you're taking. Yeah. Does your eye always go that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they do have to make sure that. It's you, and that it represents you. But you know, I mean, how Listen, how sensitive everyone is in in uh, in uh, passport photos. You're not allowed to smile anymore. Right. It's That's been that right. Way for a long time, yeah. so they can say, "Look, you can't do this." You know, right? Uh, right I've so never, s- I have never in the 20 years that I've been doing this, I have never had an issue ever. The right. first two times I did it, I had the same lady, and we had the same birthday. That's all we talked about. It may have Fourth been, of July birthday. It may have been the person. Maybe you kind of brightened those people's day, and they found it Not funny because lady. of the, the <laughs> you know the monotone life they live at the DMV. Hey, was it packed there yesterday? When I got there, there was literally nobody in the seats to get their picture taken. So they didn't even have that excuse because oh. sometimes it does get crowded. By and- the time I was done, there were a few people in the seats behind me. They loved it. They okay. loved it. Yes. Yeah. What they so they saw what you were doing. So the picture had come. So. <laughs> All right, wait. So, she, go, so okay. go back to she. So she said, "This is you. You. You." Uh, She's like, "You're missing. You're missing. You, you, missing to, you, you, you yeah. suddenly have a tooth. Your hair is crazy. What else did she say? You're is missing. Yeah, you're missing a tooth All in right. this picture. The picture's up now on yes. Twitter. Go ahead. You're missing a tooth. Uh, and I said, "Yeah, you know." And I just smiling at her, like, "Nope, this is me now." You know. Um, I didn't <laughs> say that I got it fixed. Yeah. Because right, okay. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't missing a tooth in that picture. And I also didn't want to say that I had doctored my appearance. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, she said I have a gum disease. What's your problem <laughs> sure. with that? I, well, here's... I didn't want to lie to her yeah, 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 at I all. Know, yeah. you know I know, I mean? you'd be lying. Yeah. yeah, no, that's... You played it You played it well. Okay. So then eventually... <laughs> because you weren't missing a tooth in the, in the original picture. You just had a piece of black paper over it. Uh, yeah. 
So she uh, eventually, she's basically, she's like, sit down. Sit down. Just sit and, and oh, she you was, know. She's yeah. bossy now. She was a little, she's very, what's the word? I'm very. Truculent? She was over it. She okay. Was over oh. it. She was annoyed she, with you. She was, an, I think, annoyed with life. I know how she feels. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> thanks, Kat. <laughs> she was, uh, she was done for the day in 15 minutes, and I was that guy who was like, uh, oh, you know. All right, so eventually, though, she you sit down and I, she I takes the down, picture. She takes the picture. She takes one picture, and then they usually take two. She takes the one picture, and I make this face. I had been practicing the face in the mirror a couple that was times. My question, yeah. Yep. Um, so this this is, and anybody that I went to college with, anybody that is in Sig Row, they would know this face. Uh, hang on one second. We have a I'm young curious. girl in the studio. How old are you? Okay, cover your ears real quick. No. All right. This was what we called the. Uh, like the JIZ face? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I used to do Not this. jazz. Not jazz. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I used to do this thing in college to make my friends laugh. I used to well, do I've seen this you like, make that before. oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and I used to do this face to make them laugh. And so that is a shoot. variation of my jazz yeah. face. Yeah. And so I, we took this picture, and then it comes up on the screen. I hear a nice little audible thing behind me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Right? Uh, so, oh, the people so, waiting? Yeah. So, okay. the, cra- so the, crowd, the crowd dug it. This lady did not dig it very much and was almost she was she was making me take another picture. I said, no, that's the one that I want. She's like, you know, they could make you take this over again and then it's a waste of your time and you're wasting my time. I go, but this is my picture. This is this is what I want. Yeah. And we were at a stalemate. And now I feel guilty because there's these people waiting. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, lady, just this is what I want. And guess what? I'm going to have to live with the consequences of this. All right. So if I get pulled over and the cop doesn't like it. Then I'm gonna have to live with it, you know. Or if I'm trying to get on a flight, yeah. and they don't let me, like, like but I made my friends laugh. Yes, I made my <laughs> friends laugh. I'm like, but the I am willing. I am a grown man. I am willing to live with the consequences of my actions. I'm here. glad you stood yeah. your ground because you've waited four years for this. Yeah, and you can you can do it this way if you want. To. Right. You know, and I'm glad that you didn't just give up and go. Well, I guess I'm not doing it. This yeah, time yeah, around. yeah. You know what I mean. So my question is this though. Um, Like, let's say I'm flying out, I don't know, this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Can I just use my passport instead of my license? You can use your passport. Yes, absolutely. Why would you, though? This is the point of it. I know. (laughs) Make them all laugh. The passport is is completely acceptable, and you you can, as Preston pointed out, they tend to be a little bit more pedantic with that photo. But this is priceless. This is your, this is the best of the... I, of the great. lot. I love how you just slightly crossed the one eye. <laughs> yes. That's, it looks oh. real. It yes. doesn't look forced cross You know, it looks yeah, like the <laughs> mugshot you'd see with every Florida Man Bizarre File yes, story. It's yes. very Florida Man. Uh, Casey, how long did you have to hold that pose? Not long. Not okay. long. Five seconds max. Right. They, they made the process a lot more streamlined. Yeah. That's, oh. So, yeah. Somebody says, and, 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 I, and I agree with this, your mouth looks like Will Ferrell's and Will Ferrell's impression of Harry Carey when he would do yeah. that. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. I can Hi. see that. So she ended up making me pose for another picture, and then I started doing the face again. She's like, no, like, you know, like, and so we were at a stalemate. I'm like, you know, 
I'm literally now I'm holding the pose like they you know, she's like, don't cross your eyes. And my eyes are crossed. She's like, don't cross your eyes. She's like, if you do that, your your face is going to stay like that. And right now, I feel like she's, oh, she's my mom. Oh, my God. Well, no. How, how old would you say she was? She's my mom's age. You know, okay. she's yeah, probably she was, late 60s yeah. or whatever. Yep. Um, okay. And so then we had this, this standoff. <laughs> and then we had another standoff. Uh, she was like, finally, she was like, oh, whatever. And then she goes to use this picture. And then the picture disappears. She's like, well, now I lost all the pictures. You know, like, this is my fault. (laughs) Sounds like sabotage. Right? So then she makes me pose again, and I had this, like, pounding look, like, you know, I was like, "Mm, (laughs) fine, you know? And then so, like, I pose like a pouting little baby boy, and then, um, and I thought she took that picture, and then... Lo and behold, this picture comes up. I was like, "Oh my god, that's like perfect." That's the first one. So maybe you made the the pouting picture so horrible that yes. you decided, oh, "All right, this is the better of, of the two, so we're going to go with the original mountain man look." All I know is that I approved, and the crowd behind me approved, and we approved, <laughs> and you guys I approved. approved. Yeah. And uh, some Twitter, Twitter reactions, just a handful of them. Marissa brought over A++. Uh, Alvin Hand said, this is the best thing ever. Sue Bean <laughs> says, this does not disappoint. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Teresa says, oh, my God, Casey, 10 out of 10. Excellent job. And Ryan Rollins, Ryan Rollins, Rollins said, this is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so nice work. I oh, wonder oh. If, a, if you would show this picture to uh, someone. <laughs> and ask them to identify you in a room, you know, a, a room with say thirty, forty people in it. They could, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you could. I, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I trimmed my beard down yeah, last yeah, night, like because yeah. the beard was yeah, really, really I, getting a little bit crazy. It, I, I, I was gonna say it looks different today. Yeah, yeah, I shaved it down a little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What my... I'd like to do, I don't even know if we can do this, Marissa, but but at some point we need to have all of your photos up and have people vote on their favorite because... This is my favorite. It may be. I'd have yeah. to see it side by side with the other ones yeah. because there, there are so many great ones. This one's, this one's one. See, the, the, my original favorite was the Aborigine because, and I it call it the good. Aborigine because the hair's all teased up and he looks like he's just, a, a, you know, on his walkabout. But this one looks is clearly... Uh, I hope a revenuer doesn't find me. I wonder what um, what the lady working at the DMV was thinking last night and this morning, and and if she just left her her work at work or she took it home with her. Well, as Casey observed, she she might have gone home and bitched to her family yeah. about the yeah. lunatic we, we have... who wanted to look like <laughs> like a lunatic. We have two di- we have two different stories, right. right? I know. We have my version of the story where she was being difficult, and then she has her version of the story where I'm like, oh my. God, I wonder what the, the eating is though, as far as they they're concerned. Are they are they told to you know? Yeah. Obviously, they want they want you to look as much like yourself right. in a licensed photograph. I don't want her getting in trouble. No, you no, know what no. I mean. So, but like, she... if ultimately it comes down to her getting disciplined at work, I don't want that. I don't think I don't she want would. That at she, all. she she tried to do what. She didn't know what she was dealing with, and she didn't know that it was the dream of a little boy. Remember, we heard the story of a little boy who wanted a monkey. Yes, and and mm-hmm. uh, and he and he got his monkey. This is yeah, very I wonder, similar. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder what they're told right on, on how if someone comes in and and has a photo that's or if they're even instructed on that. Yeah, well, but I think a lot... all the other photos he was able to take with that woman where they shared a birthday, and she didn't care that you could, you've made faces in the past. You've uh-huh. gone in with crazy hair. You and you would have tooth. You would have proof. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to this. Uh, I want to go to this phone call. This is Becky, who's a police officer. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Becky. Have you seen the photo yet? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do tell your perspective being a police officer. Just if I was just 
you know, thinking if I were to pull him over or whatever, if he were to hand me that photo, knowing, you know, talking to him for a couple of minutes, usually before he hands the license over, and then looking at that photo, I would have a very hard time keeping a straight face. <laughs> and that's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's happened before. Yeah, I, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say, I'm trying to think Thanks, of like Becky. when the first time I got pulled over with, and it, it was the Aborigine license, where... Was this where you had the, the dildos in the uh, glove compartment? That might have been it, because I've got... So you, you, you had the Troika of issues. <laughs> yeah. What, so, what year was the first funny photo, first deliberately funny photo? Deliberately funny photo was 03. Okay. Um, it was the this one that we're looking at in the studio. It was the yellow T-shirt, giant teased-out <laughs> hair. And by the way, you know, I saw a text come out. What does Casey's wife think about this? She's the one who did that, the hair she in that first hair. one. She, she did this. my hair the first she one. She supports this. And your she, kids? Um, loved it. My mom was rolling last <laughs> That's night. That's great. My mom loved it. I it can't wait to shoot so, more parents. It, it was so great. Um, my mom gets a kick out of me. And, and so, like, I mean, she's got a, her keychain is a picture of me and I had with Santa Claus, but I had Santa sit on my lap. And that has been her keychain for 20 years now. Okay, so speaking of Santa Claus, <laughs> right. can I bring this up? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, Kathy I, showed me a photo today of a friend of hers. Well, no, it, so it's somebody that friended me on Facebook. We have oh. mutual friends. I don't know okay. exactly who she is, but go ahead. But these, there's a picture of her. this person's two kids. Yeah. Probably five, yeah, four, four five, five years old. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on Santa's lap. Are they twins? They look like they're twins, yeah. Okay, and one of them is full on just flipping the bird to the, the camera. <laughs> no way. While sitting on Santa Claus's lap. Wow. The one the, the the other twin sister is looking at her smiling, but the girl flipping off has a really pissed off look on her face. It's hilarious. No way. I'm trying to find it's a legit it. so this is it. the actual people. They didn't they didn't grab this off. From, it, from what it, it looks like, it's her kids. Yeah, I, like, I don't know exactly who she is. Oh, my but God, it's great. You know what? A lot of times when kids do that, they have a boo-boo on their yeah, finger, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it looks like maybe she's showing her mom her boo-boo. I don't know. She looks pretty mad. <laughs> she looks pretty pissed Well, yeah, off. you're right. So do you have the picture? I'm trying classic. to find it. See if you can find that. Case, uh, Steve, a couple of people are saying... That Casey is reminiscent of Steve uh, Brule. Yes, Steve Brule. I yeah. love Steve oh, yes. Brule. Which yeah. is very similar. The character that um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley played, yeah. and he has this big, you know, like pubic hair head. Check it out. Is the uh, from Adult Swim? If you've never seen the series, it's hilarious. Yeah, that is a good call. You're very Steve Brulish. Here's the picture. Remember, they found it. At oh, Kathy. there it is. Are you sure that's your friend? And maybe no. I, that's what I said. It's just somebody that friended me on Facebook. I don't know. Okay, okay so this may be just be like a meme photograph that's floating around. But it does look like she's sort of holding her her finger out <laughs> uh-huh. to show a boo boo. Uh-huh. But it it looks like also she's full on flipping the bird. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Case, you you knocked it out of the park. Thank you. I, I'd like to thank my wife. Uh, it, it, can I it's just, yeah, accept this speech? I want to thank yes. my wife for putting yeah. up with my hair. Wife <laughs> for the past year. She asked me to cut my hair last night. I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. And then I also had to thank my friend Christy, uh, who I went to grade school and high school with, and and we're in the same uh, parish now. She knew that this was my dream, and she was the one who alerted me. That uh, that they changed the whole picture thing. She came up to me at a softball game. She goes, 
hey, I just want to let you know, I think they, they look, I just had my license picture taken, right. and they changed everything. Look how close up they are. I'm like, it's oh my very gosh. tight. Yeah. Very tight. Much, yeah. And I had mine done fairly recently, and it was not that tight. But you got it all in there. You got the crazy beard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Casey, yeah. This, is, this is phenomenal. Nick just pulled it up, uh, comparing it to a couple of the other ones. This one's fantastic. A plus or just an A? A plus. A plus. A plus. A plus. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I, um, I wonder if, if at some point you have to retire doing this, uh, or do you keep doing it? Because it, it, it does become difficult to top yourself. No, it does. No, no, no. I'll just keep doing it. Okay. You'll have you'll have you'll have years to ponder yeah. your next yeah. move. When do you think you'll cut the hair? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to I'm going to go blonde because uh, I want to look like a fat surfer. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want right. to see what that looks like. All at right. least for part of the summer. Yeah. 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 Well, wait a second. What about we have the bike ride coming up? I do have the bike ride. Do coming you want to have long hair for that? Yeah, I'm just you know I'm putting All a little right. uh, little ponytail. No, no, not a ponytail. It's not long enough for that. No, like a just a headband or whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do uh, a bun. I want to see a man bun on you. It is now available for your viewing pleasure. Casey's current brand new driver's license photo of which he spent <laughs> a lot of time preparing for. Uh, so, do we have that on Instagram yet yeah. as well? Okay, Instagram, so you, Twitter, Facebook, it's all, yeah. all across the board. Casey, well done, nice Thank job. You I'm glad you. I'm glad you stuck to your guns yes. and uh, ended up, you know, having this picture be the one and not. Uh, and it is the, one. the gal that was taking your photo. And my so. apologies to that lady. You know, if I made your day terrible, especially your last 15 minutes of your day. My apologies, but thank you. Very good. All right, listen, let's take a break. We got to go live on Fox Good Day in just a moment. We got to tell you what the Rolling Stones song of the day is as yeah. well. And uh, we got to do the B file. So those things are coming up in just a moment. We'll be right back. The President's Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. After we go on Fox, depending on what time that will be, we will uh, reveal, hopefully, the Stone song. Oh, we're going on Fox. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go. Sorry. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Steve, uh, listeners, I uh, want to give you a warning here. Yes. Uh, get to your television and turn on Fox right now, because we have found a picture of Casey Boy, <laughs> and we want to put it on the air, and we want you to be able to see it. Ah. It's a driver's license photo. Yeah. No! Yeah. Not yet. Uh-huh. Not yet. <laughs> Let's get back to this research that we found from the University of Kansas, my alma mater. Guys, they say they have it. That it, it takes forty to sixty hours for people to be together to have a casual friendship. Uh-huh. Over a hundred hours to become a regular friendship, and then a lot more to become your like your best friend. Yes. What do you think of that? Um, I think that. I don't know. I've never really measured out my friendships in hours before. Um, you don't keep a, a friendship log, a like a journal? <laughs> Let me check my log. I tell you what it takes for me, money. You want to be my friend? It's going to cost you. I think, actually, the less time, my best friends are, are friends that I spend less time with. Mm. You know? I guess it depends on how old you are. When you're younger, you spend a lot of time and you forge those relationships together. But as you're an adult, maybe it's a little bit different. But uh, 80 hours or so, and that's a good friend, I guess. Uh, yeah. It seems yeah. like, I don't know, it seems like you need more time than that. I don't know. It doesn't sound like well, a you, lot. You, like with your best friend, Steve. Yeah. You, uh, not me, Steve. Uh, there's a, we're friends, but yes. your best friend, Steve, it clicked pretty 
quickly, right? Uh, you guys knew that you had sort of a uh, a synergy. Yeah, we went to high school together, but you know, we slowly became more involved in each other's lives over a series of years. So At hour seventy nine, did you say I think we're going to be best friends? I think we're going to be buddies. Give it another sixty minutes, and we're going to be tight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think, though, guys, with whoever the person is, I feel like you know within the first ten minutes that this is somebody that you could be friends with. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You you know that it's something worth pursuing if they're if they're hitting you with a baseball bat. Chances are you're not going to be friends. Yeah. yeah. No, but, but you can okay. tell a lot in those first few minutes. Yes, I agree. We're about thirty seconds away for uh, everybody, all the radio listeners, to get to their televisions, turn it on. <laughs> yep. It's Casey Boy from the past, but I don't put it up yet. Uh, I remember I, ten years ago, I met a guy. We were judging. I don't know why they asked me. Philadelphia Eagles cheerleaders. Sure, yeah. Of course, yeah. He was going to make the mm-hmm. it was an audition. I sat next to a guy named Antoine. He is one of my best friends to this day. No kidding. What, and, and we only knew each other for an hour. Have you ever had a case where somebody you thought you would not like at all, in fact, were contentious with, later became one of your best friends? Oh, yeah, almost like your rivals. Almost like you had right. something... And then all of a sudden, you're like, you're so much, you have so much in common. Lost one of mine recently. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you're judging, you're judging the belly flop competition tomorrow night. Maybe you'll meet your new best, maybe you'll meet your new best friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite possible. (laughs) What time does that start? What time do I need to be there? So the, uh, it's six to eight officially. People can get there as early as five and it's absolutely free of charge. Valley Forge Casino Resort, by the way, at the pool outside. Uh, we will start around 6.30, but you'll need to be there by 6, Mike. Come on, Mike, forge a lifelong friendship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With whoever he sits right. next to. <laughs> okay, punch up uh, Casey Boy there in the control room, if you would. <laughs> no, in the control At the radio station. You having troubles over there? Uh, we, the need, we need visuals of, of Casey for Fox so they, okay. they can put it side by side, I All think, right. on TV. Here we go. All right. Whenever you guys, guys are ready. we'll see you next week, and All I'll right. see you tomorrow at the Belly Club. All right, All right. Belly Club. Awesome. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. I'll answer that. The picture's epic, and he's a good sport. I don't know. I thought they were going to show the picture. Uh, I think I Mike was struggling it. with their control room. Mike kept asking, and they, I think they were putting it up prematurely. Oh, okay. and, so, and then they lost it. Yeah, it's not like uh, radio where things are absolute, absolutely precise. Right. And correct all the time. Speaking of the photo, though, uh, that Mike was referring to, Casey's new driver's license photo, Marissa has compiled the other years and put them together, and we now have a poll as to which is the best one. Oh, yeah. I don't want to influence it, but I sort of want to say uh, I want to influence it. I think I think you have been on a creative uh, high here, and you have hit the zenith. This most recent one is the best ever. And you know, because I believe it, it, it is in the vein of my favorite, the Aboriginal photograph. <laughs> Kathy, is this, or Casey, <clears throat> I'm sorry, let's try this again. Marissa, <laughs> is this on Facebook? Is that where the uh, the poll is of the, the photos? Where can people find it? Right now, you can find it on our Instagram stories, which ah. is, if anybody doesn't know about stories, you go to Instagram. You click our profile picture, you'll see a little red circle around it. That means that there's a whole bunch of photos up. I, somebody just pulled it up because you can hear the snickering. Yep. I love mm-hmm. it. And go ahead and vote. All right, please do. We want to find out which one is your favorite. <laughs> hey, it is. It's eight oh one. Right on time. We got to give you the song for the day. Rolling Stones. We have an opportunity for you to win tickets to see the show on the twenty third and a copy of Honk, which is their new greatest hits album on vinyl. The actual vinyl that the song will be played on today. The song to listen for is Wild Horses. It will be played by Pierre Robert in the one o'clock hour today. Now, when you hear it. Be the 25th caller. You win the tickets. You win the album. There you go. You're set. So keep in mind, we're going to do this every day through the 19th, every weekday. Now through the 19th, it's your chance to win. So once again, Wild Horses, 
One o'clock hour with Pierre. Twenty fifth caller wins. Good luck to you. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. And this morning it is brought to you by Penn Beer. Join Casey Boyd, WMMR Rock and Rollers, in the 2019 Ben to the Shore on Sunday, July 28th. All right. We'll begin with this story out of Australia. A 21-year-old man has been flown to the hospital after suffering an axe blow to the head in a mock medieval battle at the Hawkesbury (laughs) Showground in New South Wales. It doesn't sound very mock. Mitch Tui suffered a concussion and fractured skull when an axe hit his helmet during an organized battle at the Winterfest Sydney Medieval Fair. A rescue helicopter was dispatched. He was flown to the hospital in stable condition. A witness my at, head hurts. A witness at the event said Mr. Tui was fighting with another man when a third person ran across the field and struck him in the head with an axe. Uh, Got a little carried away. The witness said his head bounced off his shoulder and knocked him out. Oh, jeez. Uh, Mr. Tui continued to be struck until a referee intervened and was taken off the field. All right, back off now. So this guy's getting hit repeatedly with an axe in the head. Uh, the president of the Australian Medieval Combat Federation and event marshal Stephen Slater said incidents do occur in medieval mock battles. He said like any full contact, such as MMA or football, injuries can happen. Uh, there is an inherent risk. But everyone's uh, having a great day, he says. It's a great day. Everyone's having a great time attacking each other with axes. Uh, Winterfest is billed as a festival that celebrates medieval and fantasy culture. The festival's website said reenactment is a core part of the Winterfest. (laughs) Uh, This is out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Twelve people were arrested after firing fireworks at each other and also at sheriff's deputies during a large fight in which a small central Arkansas town... That sent several people who lost fingers to the hospital. <laughs> Lieutenant Cody Burke said the incident began uh, late Thursday afternoon. Burke says more than 200 people gathered and some were firing large fireworks at each other. Not a finger! So I'm believing they were shooting like mortars and things like that. Well, you got to be safe and do the way we did at Preston. We had a bottle rocket fight. That's better. He yeah. says that five people who had lost fingers were sent to the hospital but did not have any information on their conditions. Twelve people arrested included some juveniles, and they faced several charges, including assault, disorderly conduct, and fleeing. Uh, Two deputies suffered minor burns but did not have to go to the hospital. All right, here's one of my favorite stories of the day. Timothy Smith and his fiancée thought that it was odd when they pulled up to their new home with relatives on Sunday afternoon and spotted a MacBook Pro, a bottle of cider, and some knives on top of their car. Mm Mm-hmm. They brought the items inside thinking that maybe they were misplaced by one of their friends or new neighbors. A couple had just closed on the house about two weeks earlier. They had a party on Saturday. So inside the home, Smith and his fiance noticed some of the things had been shifted around and spotted a vape pen in their kitchen that wasn't theirs. Someone had taken off a central heating grate in the hallway and pulled out the filter. Uh, so Smith says, I grabbed two of the knives and I'm walking around looking for somebody because clearly a person broke in. Well, he found the master bedroom door locked. The couple used a key to get inside. They found no one, but the window was open. The screen was torn off and someone had apparently kicked a hole in the wall and burrowed into an adjacent bedroom. What? But it gets better. Yeah. So the couple found holes in the wall of that bedroom too. a mirror ripped off a nearby bathroom wall and Smith's hats filled the bathtub, 
and a stranger's clothes sat on top of the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Smith saw that a hatch to a crawl space inside a third bedroom was open, so... Let's go. He went down in there with the knives. He crawled through the roughly three-foot-tall space and yelled for anyone inside to announce themselves. Smith said he crawled about halfway through the space when he saw a cat wearing a green cashmere sleeveless shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> starting to uh, back... That was staring back out at him. Uh, he said, no one leaves a dressed cat in a crawl space unless they're coming back or they're still here. You know That's the very saying. true. Yeah. You never leave a dressed cat in a crawl space. Uh, so he said, so I got out and I shut the door. Smith, his fiance, and their relatives retreated outside and called 911. Officers arrived soon after. About 15 minutes later, Smith said that they heard what sounded like handcuffs tightening and saw <laughs> officers leading a man out of the front door. The stranger was also wearing... Smith's fiance's hooded onesie <laughs> adorned with hearts and snowflakes. Uh, Smith said, We were livid. Our sanctuary was destroyed by someone who had no business being there, and he was wearing my fiance's clothes. With a dress cat. Over the three hours uh, that the home was left unoccupied Sunday, Smith said the man broke in through the bedroom window, went through the walls, made himself coffee, ate a cupcake, drank a beer from the fridge, smoked their marijuana, and played video games in the garage. Needles were on the ground in the garage that police said had methamphetamine inside. Uh-huh. Uh, the man, later identified by police as 38-year-old Ryan Bishop, at some point took yarn that Smith's fiance's aunt brought to make a quilt for the couple into the crawl space with him, and he tied one end to the bottom of the crawl space entrance and another to where he was hiding in an apparent attempt to be alerted to anyone coming into the space. This is elaborate. I'm telling you. And it sounds like the guy was gonna was setting up shop there. He was going to hang for a while. It turned out to be Ron Skivington, Tom's black sheep brother. No. Smith yeah. said, uh, I don't hate the guy, and I guess if there's anything I hope people take away from this is if you're looking for help, then seek it. Because wow. there's nothing else that you can do for yourself in that situation. I mean, burrowing through walls. Yeah. Bishop remains uh, held in the county detention center on accusations of first-degree burglary and first-degree criminal mischief. Any explanation for the dressed cat? No. Okay. Uh, But they are hanging on to the cat, and they're waiting to see if anybody's missing a cat. A cat. And uh, they'll get them to him. (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. And then one last story. This is a weird one. Employees at the State Line Lookout Cafe in Palisades Interstate Park in Alpine, New Jersey, got a surprise when they went to work on Monday. Hanging on the door was a bag of human bones. Oh, my God. The employees contacted the police to report what they suspected was a bag of human remains, which has since been confirmed. Amazon will deliver anything. The prosecutor's office has launched an official investigation. The remains will be submitted for a lab or to a lab for identification and will be compared to missing persons records. An individual who left the bag of remains on the snack stand door was located <laughs> and directed... Uh, law enforcement officers to the location where the remains were found. Additional bones and some personal items were discovered at the site. Jeez. It's unknown if the person who found the bones is a suspect in the investigation or not. That's really weird. Yeah. Mm. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the B file for you. Some of the best stories are still to come. We're going to get to those a little bit later on. I got a, a couple of great ones that you're going to love. Well, Joyce Cat is hard to top. As we're taking a break, we got some beverages for you. I have our beer of the month, which is Yards Pink, and we'll take caller number 19 at 215 263 WMMR. Nail available year round in 12 pack cans. Pink is a sparkling tart berry ale. You can grab a case of pink cans at Yards Brewery. At Fifth and Spring Garden or at Creston Wine and Spirits, Middletown, Delaware. Leslie Jones will be joining us this morning. We'll be coming back in a second. Stay with us. 
like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Some pretty cool news concerning our belly flop championship tomorrow night. Um, there's been some added prizes. Oh. Uh, so <clears throat> the top prize for each gender uh, that's participating, $500 cash from Rolling Stones tickets. We've mentioned that the whole time. The top three in each division. We're also going to throw in a case of Maniac Brewing Company's belly flop cucumber, what? Melon Goose Ale, the ultimate belly flop beer. And listen to this. How great is this? Every contestant, that's what it says here, every contestant gets an overnight stay for two and a $100 dining credit from Valley Forge hey, Casino. Hey. Get the hell out. That that's worth it alone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so we're good to go. So everybody, listen, next year, if you didn't sign up, get signed up because you may win some of these other things. We just got word on that. So that's, that's awesome. Sweet. Very, very cool. Uh, real quick shout out, if you don't mind. Yes. It says, hey, I'm Laura. I have a request. My best friend, Paul. Uh, Kisney has birthday July 9th, so I missed it yesterday. And I would love to brighten his day by having y'all give him a birthday shart out, if you would. He's obviously a huge fan, has recently made me one as well. You're hilarious. And make our days when we listen to your show. Thank you so much. This is from Laura D. So here you go. A shart out the for day you. after. Yeah, it's a day after. It'll work. All right, I saw this uh, pretty cool list. It's from listverse.com. I found it on BuzzFeed, I believe, but... The list first was uh, the origin of it, and the title got me. It says, 10 myths about weapons and combat you believe because of movies. Oh, I love this. So it essentially is going to blow the lid off of uh, some things that you may have thought were legit about uh, weapons and combat and so on that you've seen from movies. But things like, uh, and even in The Last Action Hero, there's a scene where he, uh, Schwarzenegger is convinced that if you just shoot at a car, the gas tank will explode all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we'll start with this one, and, and you've seen this in movies before. Sealing up a wound by burning it makes the the infection go away. Cauterizing it, right? Yeah. Well, that's part of it. But, right. Uh, so you you may have seen this one used plenty of times. Somebody gets shot or stabbed, and due to not being able to go to a regular hospital, they end up burning the wound to stop the infection. In the minds of the riders, it probably works due to the simple equation of burned skin equals burned bacteria. But if they took just five minutes to learn how wounds work, they'd realize that it's the worst idea ever. Burning the wound <laughs> doesn't just fail to reduce the risk of infection. It actually makes it worse than it would have been if you had done nothing. Doesn't Rambo do that in one of the... Uh... He does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, while it is true that heat kills the active pathogens already in the wound... It also causes serious burns, and those burns allow other, possibly worse types of bacteria to get in. That was a big mistake. As the natural defenses of the skin are no longer working. Cauterizing the wound, as you were saying, Steve, uh, is only acceptable if you're in a situation involving rapid blood loss. And right. there's absolutely nothing else you can do to stop yourself from bleeding out. And that you would have to, you'd have to be bleeding <laughs> profusely. The only time I've held a lit torch to myself was to stop bleeding. Right. It wasn't to kill the germs. Yeah. Uh, you really did that? No. Okay. <laughs> but it sounds cool, and it makes you a real badass. And it's it, Preston, in a movie, it's the equivalent of walking away from an explosion without looking at it. Yeah, exactly. It's the most badass thing you can do yep. is to hold that or to heat up a sword and hold it to your wound. Yeah. That's yeah. how you handle it. There was a... Uh, you don't go... <laughs> 
There was a, uh, a pretty funny movie that came out a couple of years ago with David Koechner was in it and, and uh, some guy that uh, uh, Marissa loves so much. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in Empire Records, the kid from Dutch. Anyway, the... Uh, Ethan in, Embry? In, Ethan Embry. There we go. Uh, so, Starring the kid that Marissa loves so much. <laughs> at one point in the movie, uh, one of the characters gets paid to chop his own pinky off. and But before they do that, they heat up a... An iron, right? Yes. So they chop it off, and then boom, they they end up burning the uh, you know the chopped off finger with an iron to sort of like stop the bleeding and cauterize the wound. With okay. with burned skin, though, you're you're also running. There's all sorts of possibilities for infection and things yeah. of that nature. That's what it said. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, you actually make it worse. I made it worse. All right, here's one. Grenades don't send people flying. <laughs> oh, they don't. Grenades in movies portrayed as the ultimate weapon of destruction. You toss one in a house, and it goes up in flames. Their explosions are also shown to send people flying. That is, of course, except when the hero is walking away from the huge grenade explosion, which uh, case grenades are apparently harmless. In reality, grenades aren't capable of doing any of that and aren't even meant for that purpose. Grenades are used for incapacitation, and most of the active grenade designs uh, that we have aim to maim with shrapnel fragments. Uh, so it's not a it's not incendiary. It's gonna it's gonna cut through you. Uh, he said it says sure if you throw yourself on top of one you may end up getting blown apart though that would be the only case that grenades can do that. Uh, there are other better weapons used for huge explosions that would send people flying away. Haven't you always wanted to throw a hand grenade? Yes, a real hand grenade. A real hand. Pull grenade. the pin out and throw it. Yep, I would love to. do also, that. Also, the German hand grenades from World War II, the potato mashers. Yep, mm-hmm. those yep. were cool. Is there a way that you guys could do that? I think there is. There's Hand Grenade City, which is open on the weekends. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know where where you would. I mean, I, that's a cool thing. If if hey, if they allow uh, axe throwing. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's, it'll be the new drinking sport. That's military munitions. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're so. not going to go to a gun store. But and, right next to I fly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there are places out west where you can go and fire, you know, fully automatic weapons. If you yeah. pay, you can fire a 50 caliber machine gun and things like that. You got to pay for it. So maybe there's grenades. I don't know. Look at that. All right. Here you go. Here's another one. These are uh, things that we've learned from movies about weapons and combat, but just simply aren't true. Uh, warning shot to the leg is not a real thing. It says this is someone something that many people believe due to how prevalent it is in popular fiction. We think that it's a regular part of a cop's training to first fire a warning shot in the air and then, if the warning shot didn't help, shoot the legs to bring the criminal to the ground. We're not entirely sure where this comes from, but movies and TV shows regularly employ it. Actually, it says here, no cop in any country is trained to do that for a few good reasons. For one, it is ridiculously hard to aim at someone's legs or any specific body part, really, when they're moving. If a cop is able to do that, then they're probably overqualified and deserve to be a master marksman in some elite division of the military. Another reason is that leg wounds can be fatal if the bullet hits the wrong place. Yeah, you hit an artery. And have equivalent odds of killing someone as wounds to the torso, which doesn't actually work as a warnings, per se. Isn't the safer bet to shoot the gun out of their hands, Preston? Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> it's the thing can. to do. Yeah. Disarm them that Just way. Disarm them that Or shoot past them to the person who's holding them hostage. Now, I have seen, I remember seeing footage one time, a time of a sharpshooter. Uh, it was in a situation where a guy had a gun. He didn't have a hostage or anything like that, but they, they had, basically, he was, he was sitting alone by himself and... Um, he was holding the gun, uh, kind of resting his arm on yes. his knee, and every now and then he would just kind of dangle it down between his legs And when he was talking to the police. So 
uh, this sharpshooter had noticed this pattern that he kept doing that. And so he trained the uh, the sites where that guy would rest the gun down. And there's video footage of him shooting the gun right out of the guy's Wow, hand. that's cool. It was pretty amazing. So in certain situations, yeah, you might be able to do something like that. Ah! Sorry! Here's another one. The Landmine Click. Uh, it <laughs> you says, always hear that in movies. Yeah, we'd be more forgiving toward this one uh, as working knowledge of how landmines work isn't something TV or movie writers should have easy access to. Regardless, landmines are a real danger in many conflict areas of the world. And the only things that we know about them come from movies. The Landmine Click sound is so widely employed in fiction that TV tropes had a whole page dedicated to it. Uh, there is even a movie based entirely on that uh, creatively named Landmine Goes Click. As you've guessed, it refers to the belief that landmines make an audible click when you step on them and only explode when you step off. It says here, we don't need to tell you why that's inaccurate, because if that's how landmines work, it would defeat their whole purpose. They usually go off as soon as you step on them, as the goal is to cause the maximum amount of damage without giving you any time to think. So Maybe see- there are some that, some that do that. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's got to be different kinds of of, uh, of landmines, and then there's wired uh, explosives and things of that nature. But so the ones that I always thought were the ones that click, and again, this is probably based on movies. And uh, you know, there's a, I remember uh, there's a movie called The Boys in Company C, where the guy steps on the landmine, hears the click, yep. and the other guys come up around him and sort of wait down the that. trigger device, yep. and then they go running, yep. and it explodes. Uh, so that's probably not accurate. I don't think it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, here, this says, here's another myth about uh, weapons in combat. Shooting C4 can't cause an explosion. <laughs> oh, man. You have to run a fuse into it, don't you? Uh, the impact is massively overestimated or un- underestimated, depending on what movie you're watching, despite information on how they work being readily available online if the writers just bother to look. For this one, it says uh, plastic explosives like C4. We'll take that. Movies and TV shows that have you think the C4 will explode just from being shot or tossed into a fire. As it happens, though, C4 is one of the most stable explosives that we currently have. It won't explode from being shot, and it burns really slowly compared to other explosives. You can even light it up if you're stuck in a tricky situation with no available sources of fire. Oh, we got to try that. (laughs) As plastic explosives are thoroughly tested by the military for stability before they're put into use. That's the thing. They want those things to be stable so they don't go off by accident. You're running around in battle. Uh, This doesn't mean that that you should go around playing with explosives in your free time. Uh, as some of them, like dynamite, are unstable in nature and will absolutely explode when they're shot, but well, C4 won't. We know, especially from Lost, and we don't know if this is true or not, but it seems to be true. I believe it to be true, scientifically, <laughs> that dynamite will sweat and cause nitroglycerin. Yep, that is, uh, that's true. So um, can you shoot C4 with no, it would have no impact whatsoever? I believe that's the case. There's a place right next to the grenade throwing place okay. that I go to, Nick, uh, yeah, yeah, that lets okay. you shoot C4. It's called yeah. uh, C4 and after, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, I'm sorry, what makes it go off then? Is it an electrical charge? Like, I, don't know. I here, Once again, for movies, there's a blasting cap that you stick in there. I don't know. Kate. It usually looks like a little, like a like a fuse type thing connected to a. Uh, it's like it's like a uh, almost like a, uh, like a, a meat thermometer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what you use, Preston, a regular barbecue meat thermometer. That's probably you know. Pork. So no one would ever expect that. So <laughs> are you going? You going to go barbecue? Oh yeah. no, I'm going to detonate some C4. Uh, also, I, side note: C4 is a rapper from Birmingham, England. Oh, fair no, enough. Known for his off track uh, songs, off track and crazy song. How okay. easy is it to blow him up? I don't know. <laughs> 
What's the actual technical term for C4 here? Um, it's the C word. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they reduced it down to C. It's like a D, D4. Uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't say here. I'm not really sure. What's the right. D for? <laughs> anyway, uh, how about this? Uh, getting shot isn't an automatic death sentence. You see that a lot. Well, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially so you, in movies now, you'll see somebody get shot and they're, I mean, they're gone. I've seen John Wick get shot 15,000 times. They don't, they don't, uh, sit and suffer for a little while or, or, you know, right. manage to make their way around. Uh, it says that uh, not only does it betray a severe lack of knowledge of how guns work, but it also causes unnecessary panic in real gunshot situations. As it turns out, gunshot wounds aren't fatal in most cases. Uh, we're not saying that a single gunshot wound has no chance of killing you. It certainly does, though it doesn't happen as often as you think. People have survived much worse than what movies would believe us would straight up kill us. Even in case of multiple gunshot wounds, there's a good chance that you can survive as long as you get immediate medical attention. So it doesn't kill you immediately? <laughs> immediately, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. But also, I mean, it can. If you get shot in the head or something like that, chest, right in the heart, yeah. yeah. But you get shot too, it'll also, it can break a bone. It can, you know, it, it can cause, it can rip up Nerves. organs. Yeah, absolutely. And, but some people get shot and don't even know they've been shot. We've had many bizarre file stories about that. I have a bulletproof vest made out of C4, and I wear that all wow. the time. Uh, now that I know that you can't uh, set it off by shooting it. Uh, cigarettes can't make gasoline catch on fire. Really? Says so throwing a lit cigarette in gasoline what? and spectacularly blowing it up has been a part of action movies for a long time. It makes it for a tense moment. Uh, but it says no matter how good it looks on screen, in reality, there's no way that you can use a cigarette to start a fire with gas. Well, this disappoints me. I yeah. want to <laughs> test that. Yeah. yeah. You know what's, what I mean? what's, well, it's usually the vapors, right? It's the vapors that, ex- that, that cause the explosion. Yes. You know, it's one of the most, and uh, hey, listen, I, I, I love the movie. It's a great action movie. But there's that final sequence in Die Hard 2 where he takes the cigarette lighter and throws oh. it into oh, yeah. the trail of fuel. In yeah. the snow. In the snow. <laughs> yeah. A 747 taking off and somehow in Looney Tunes fashion, that whole st- that whole line of fuel lights up and blows up the air. And goes uh, up into the air. Into the air. Yeah. And and yes, and I, I've seen, and jet fuel I think is even less combustible as you would want it to be, right? Well, well than gasoline, because I, I saw one time they were, um, it was a special and they were talking about, you know, jets and, and just the fuel in particular and there was a guy who took a match to this jet fuel and just sticks it right in there, and it just the match just goes out. It doesn't light that way. I mean, there are certain ways to combust certain fuels that you need to use that way to do it. And you know? in that scene too, Steve, like when when after it makes the jump into yeah. the air and it starts blowing up the plane, the, the seven forty seven, it literally starts uh, making all of the air in the seven forty seven explode. Yes, it, <laughs> it, it, it blows up from the from the back from the cheap seats yeah. forward. So the last right. people to be incinerated is first class. Yeah, the flammable air yeah. with inside the seven forty seven explodes as well. I, I've also read that just explosions themselves, um, the way that they're portrayed in movies, are fantastic. That they don't most explosions aren't balls of fire. Aren't balls of fire? Yeah. Aren't, aren't as glorious to look at as the ones that you see in movies. Yeah, hang on, we're watching the we're watching the moment that John <laughs> yeah. McClane lights the plane on fire. It's you know, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah. I want to go to Matt, who was in the Marine Corps and ran over a landmine. He can tell you what happens. Hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning, Preston. How are you guys doing today? Good, buddy. Hey, when did this happen? So I was in the Marine Corps between 2003 and 2007. I went to Iraq in 2004, and I was driving my uh, my truck with 
1,400 gallons of fuel. I was a refuel operator. Jesus. And I ran over a double-stacked tank mine. And what the engineer had told me was there are two landmines set on top of each other, roughly about a foot underground, and there's a a pressure plate. And all they do is takes about 25 to 50 pounds of pressure, and they explode. Wow. So I ran over both of them. And I was driving my truck, and it's not the, like uh, Nick was saying, it's not the ball of fire that the movies produce. Okay. It's just a concussion, explosion, and obviously the debris and goes everything with it. All right. And, How did you and, survive? Yeah. Well, I survived. I was in the driver's seat, and we were just driving along. And it, uh, the truck is a very big up-armored vehicle. Now, in 2004, they weren't really that up-armored, but they were strong enough to kind of withstand the blast. But... <laughs> It just, you kind of take that, and uh, I'm doing just fine. I have all my limbs. I'm very fortunate. Thank, Thank God. God. Matt, yeah. what what about the, the fuel you were hauling? How did that not ignite? That's what the engineer was, was kind of shocked about, the fact that the fuel uh, that I was carrying is the JP-8. And um, just driving along, and, and it's one of those things that it's, uh, you know, fortunate that it wasn't stronger. At the time, they weren't using really oh the God. explosive materials to... Yeah really set fire to anything but months later they started making the explosions much worse than what they actually were when i got there and then it uh, yeah the engineer was just kind of shocked that i made it through the way i did i was very fortunate how i mean i had to scare the hell out of you but but was it was it deafening i suffer from ptsd to this day i work on things and i still have that thought in my sleep every now and then but it's just one of those things that you go through you sign up for and you kind of take it as, as a chance to being a driver in that country in those years. Was that's it most likely what's going to happen? Was it as deafeningly loud as you as we might think it would be? Oh, absolutely, and yeah. then some. And unfortunately, we're not you know able to go. Oh, hold on, let me put my earplugs. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. driving along, and and I was actually because we were kind of roughing it. And when I got to the base that I was in in Iraq, um, I was pretty dirty. I hate to say that, but. Uh, the wax and dirt buildup in my ears created almost like a protective barrier. No kids. Wow. So when I returned back to base, the, the corpsman that was checking me out was looking through my ears and goes, you know, oh, my God, dude, like your eardrums are safe almost. He goes, they're pretty damaged. And yeah. I had a lot of ringing in my ears for a few days after that. But because of the dirt buildup in my ears, <laughs> it almost it stopped my the concussive nature from yeah. rupturing my eardrums. He said I would have lost like 50% of my hearing, would have suffered a minor concussion, and I would have been suffering from that for years and years and years. It, it's amazing you're doing as well as you are, but, uh, that, yeah, that's, that, you know, thank you. That's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, wild. It's Thanks. incredible. I look back on it all the time, and I'm how in the hell did I... Yeah. All that stuff the way I did, as fortunate as I am. Yeah, thank wow. you. Well, thanks for stepping up for the country, man. We appreciate it. Anytime. Right. Take care, right. bud, and we'll see you. That's yep. wild, dude. Can you, and you're in a fuel truck. Line. Unbelievable. I am a pussy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, Casey. Line one, do you want to go to him? Line one. Okay, let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey. Uh, you're talking about the gasoline with the cigarette. Yeah. And we were drinking one day at a buddy of mine's garage. Oh, that's a good start. To <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Just drinking in the garage. Go ahead. 
we were, we were dropping a gas tank, and we dumped the gas into a bucket. A buddy of mine seen me smoking a cigarette. He's like, yo, man, you're going to blow us all up. I turn around and I was, what are you talking about? He goes, you're smoking right above a gallon of gas. I was like, you're really worried about it? I spit it out of my mouth into the bucket. Everybody cleared out of the shop within a second. <laughs> And then what uh, happened? That's it, when the whole place exploded. <laughs> no, what happened? I pretty much almost got my butt kicked by about 20 guys. <laughs> no, but I mean, did anything catch on fire? That's what I'm asking you. Nah, nothing caught on fire. It just went right out. Wow. Okay. Well, there so, you go. Uh, I, I did a little Thanks, research. And, and the reason why it, nothing catches on fire when this happens is that it's very improbable that anything will light because uh, gas uh, ignites between 500 degrees Fahrenheit and 540 Fahrenheit. And uh, the cigarette at its hottest is between 450 degrees and 500 degrees. So it doesn't okay. it literally doesn't get hot enough to light the gas. That's okay. why we were talking to somebody about the, the transporting the fuel and that the fuel, uh, the bigger issue is when the truck is empty as opposed to when it's full of the fuel. Because of the vapors. Yeah. Because of that, yes. Yeah. You, you guys all have garages. You got to just... Uh, I always smoke out in the garage well, and yeah. fill up my tub full of gas. You and got put a it bucket of gas in there? Absolutely. <laughs> Honey, you take my bucket of gas? <laughs> By the way, there was a great show called The uh, Deadliest Warrior, uh, where they used to pit, you know, like uh, they they would take uh, from from history uh, different fighting groups, you know, like the Vikings fight the uh, the North uh, fight the uh, Mongolians, uh, the Mongolians, or something like that, and who would win? Well, they would also do modern military stuff. Yeah, and they they would test all kinds of of uh, grenades and and landmines and things like that. And one of the things they would measure was the concussive force, not necessarily. Um, the actual fire or the shrapnel or things like that, but just simply the the air moving as fast as it does, and how that alone can kill you from grenades and sure. landmines and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah so absolutely. So you wouldn't see this big, you know, bright orange explosion with lots of smoke and stuff. It would just be bang, and it would be a flash. And they would say, yeah, these these they would they would set these dummies up and they would put these. Um, uh, detectors on there, and they would say, "Yeah, all these guys would be dead. These guys would be okay. They wow. might be harmed." It's pretty wild. Show. My dad was in uh, Italy in World War II, and there was a guy who, uh, just a couple of feet back from him, they uh, they were uh, marching along, and they sat down to take a, a, a break along the side of the road, and the guy just like leaned back, like ah, with his backpack on to rest. And uh, set off a, a mine, oh, but the backpack was so thick that it absorbed. Most of the exposure sends some shrapnel around, but I'm like, there you go. Yeah, when you think your number's up, you know, that's just a, and this guy driving over two yeah. stacked mines. Uh, so here's another misconception about uh, weapons and combat for movies snipers and laser dots. Uh, it says in real life, landing successful shots is super difficult for snipers because of long distances, gravity, and wind. It's more science than fighting. And they say that uh, when when you see uh, it says it for one it's it's hugely impractical accessory for a laser dot for someone who's supposed to, supposed to be hidden as a glowing laser beam kind of instantly gives away the position. More importantly, though, there's no way a laser can precisely pinpoint the location of the shot accurately. Calculating that based on the above mentioned variables is a major part of snipers' training. Uh, even for moderately long distances, the position of their crosshairs during a shot is almost never at the same place as where the the round will hit. 
Moreover, laser attachments don't work over long distances and are accurate in close quarter situations. I've used the laser dot. Uh, my friend Dino uh, has a whole bunch of uh, rifles and so on and so forth. Took me to the range one day, and it's 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 pretty cool. It does help, but I can see in a short distance that's part that's of the what deal. you want it. Yeah. But uh, what they do have is Preston. They have taken the same targeting devices that they will use on jet fighters, and they've modded that down for rifles. And so you can um, that that increases accuracy on a huh. tremendous level. Interesting. Uh, that technology is is moving along. It's pretty cool. All right, and the last one on this list is, and you mentioned this at the beginning, Steve. Cars don't explode when you shoot them. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, Mythbusters has proven that no matter how many times you shoot a car, it simply won't explode in a big ball of fire, despite despite how good it looks on the screen. Uh, firearms aside, it is surprisingly difficult to blow up a car in general as almost all types of fuels used in cars around the world are stable enough to not allow that to happen. The exploding cars myth causes problems in real life, too, as many bystanders are wary of approaching the scene of a car accident to help victims due to an irrational fear of the car blowing up. Did you see the... uh, Here's something that that just had me bust out laughing and got me angry at the same time. Did you see the gender reveal footage from Australia where the... Uh... I have it in the bizarre file. Okay, I'll let Coming you, I'll let you tell. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty it, classic. It, it, and apparently it happens more often than you realize it does. So oh, really? stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I was watching an episode of The Sopranos not that long ago, and uh, there's a scene where uh, a guy um, takes a phone book, has a woman hold it, and then he shoots her. And um, it, it, the phone book saves her life. And I was wondering if that was a complete myth. Like, if, if you hold a phone book, depending on the caliber of the gun and the gunshot, if the phone book would, would serve as a bulletproof vest. That's a good question. But on on the uh, Deadliest Warrior show, one thing, one thing that I thought was, uh, it, it went contrary to what I believed. It has to do with water. Right. That no, almost no matter how powerful a, a gun is, the one the bullet will slow down uh, after about three feet of water. Oh, and that's it. They did it test after test with really powerful weapons. That going into water, no it it really like so in Saving Private Ryan when you see all those bullets flying yeah. through, that simply wouldn't happen. Uh. Would it? Would it really? Yeah, <laughs> really. They they did it. Yeah, I I saw. I'll see if I can find the footage for yeah. you. It's hard, it's hard to believe. I'd be curious. Yeah, but the way the physics work. Is, I know that water water will absolutely deflect the the the, the path of a no, bullet. It stops it. Stops it. Yeah, huh. it it's, uh, it becomes ineffective after about three feet. Okay, it's pretty wild. It's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. But that's they, really they, interesting. They, they did shot yeah. after shot, and huh. and they they ran it through that. Nick, I'm so glad you brought up the Soprano scene because I literally twice this week was going to uh, bring that scene up. Oh, I don't remember why, but. The reason they did that was to scare her, right? right? She thought she was going to get shot, and they, boom, they shoot it. Yeah. And the bullet stopped around, like, the letter S or something like that. Exactly. And that was like, oh, I wonder, you know, next time if it'll make it all the way, all the way through. Right. Um, it was an intimidation tactic, and, yeah. and but the phone book saved her life. Uh, here's one that is not on this list, and I'm glad the texters are bringing it up because that's all that's on the list. And I thought for sure this would be on there, is that uh, suppressors don't make the bullet, the, the gunshot go... Right. No, no, it it, it 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 will reduce the sound by a fraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been at French Creek Outfitters and shot handguns that have suppressors on them. Mm-hmm. And what really what makes a lot of the noise is the um, is the bullet breaking the sound barrier. Yeah, that's oh. where a lot of that noise comes from. So you still hear bang. I mean, it's really loud. It's not. 
They so, just, so it makes the gun look cool. Yeah, it, do does. it does make it look really it cool. It looks really cool. I've seen the ones where they put the potato over it. Have you ever seen yes, that? When, when you're it, making french fries. In the movies. Yeah. And they use a potato as a suppressor? As a style? As yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Okay. And and does it go... <laughs> Same exact... Sometimes oh they'll God. just put a Mr. Potato Head over it. Yeah. That's bad. All right. Uh, I, I've seen stuff like that, Casey. I, my, my guess is it really doesn't work. Some Anyhow. people are saying that they they would use phone books as uh, in target practice, and so they'd put the phone books at the end of, end of the range and shoot at the phone book, and then they would uh, pick the bullets out of the phone book itself. So no it, kidding, it, it would yeah. serve as a um, these as a days. Term. That's probably the only use for a phone book, <laughs> right? What do you do when you get the phone book? <laughs> I uh, throw it out right in the trash. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a shame. Wow. Interesting. Uh, and somebody's texting and thinking, I'm thinking of Mythbusters with the uh, shooting into the water because apparently they did that too. No, that was it was Deadliest Warrior, but I'm sure Mythbusters yeah. did that too. So it's interesting stuff. All right. Well, anyhow, thought we would share the info. Interesting. With you. Kind of an interesting list. Uh, we do need to take a break because we are scheduled to have uh, Leslie Jones on in just a few minutes. But I do want to point out that the poll results are in <laughs> Casey's favorite license photo. And uh, Marissa put uh, four of them up, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, uh, first place is this year's brand yeah! new picture, which was de- just debuted. So first place was at, second place was the very short hair uh, that was uh, parted over to the side, and uh, you have an odd look on your face with the mustache. Yes. Third place was what you call the aborigine photo. Yeah, that's my and, second. And uh, fourth place is the missing tooth photo, so... Thank you very much for voting. They're all great, but this year's Casey Oscar winner. Amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, check all of our social media for that Casey's new driver's license photo, which he's been prepping for for a year. Did it end up um, airing on Fox? Yes, apparently it did. It did, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll get back in a moment. Don't forget uh, Leslie Jones on the show in just a few. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. News. Our next guest is going to be in Philly on Saturday. She'll be performing at the Miriam Theater. Should be awesome. She's one of the funniest people on television. I love her. And uh, the tickets are available for the show at KimmelCenter.org. It is called An Evening with Leslie Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, Leslie Jones. Hey, Leslie. What's up? What's up, Philly? (laughs) We are doing great this morning. You listen. I I knew you would come out of the gate just excited and and, uh, with an up personality like that. Are you ever not excited? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Many times. Man, this car would crash into a wall if I didn't park. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah, Leslie, I, I first became aware of you, obviously, on, on SNL, and, and it seemed to me... Now, I, I want to get the chronology right. Were you writing for SNL first, and then you started to make appearances on Weekend Update, or was the plan always to have you uh, one of the cast members? Well, I came out and auditioned with uh, 12 other ladies, and they picked, um, they picked, they picked three of us. They picked me, LaKendra... And uh, Amber, Amber went and wrote for Seth, and they kept me and LaKendra as writers, and they made Sashir the the uh, cast member. Right. So I I was I wrote for like 
half the season. And, um, you know, he always, I, when we, he hired me, I told him, I was like, I'm not a writer. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is, you know, but, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm a performer. And he was like, yeah, I know that. He's like, but I don't know what exactly to do with you yet. So just come out and learn the system and, and we'll see how you fit into it. Because, I, you know, when I went into it, I was like a professional comedian. So I was I was very wild, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that sort of took off on, on, on Update because you came out, you'd, you'd be, you know, you'd, you'd sort of um, really, you know, come out and, and, and be very vivacious and have a lot of energy, and, and, right. and, and it seemed to catch on. And, and I was wondering if at that point they said, okay, we got to make you a regular cast member. So the plan was uh, never really to have you in the background, to always have you in the forefront. But it- I, I, think, I think that always they didn't really know exactly what capacity that they was going to have me at. Um, it's always like that with me because they never, um, how can I explain it? People never expect to get what they get from me. (laughs) And then then when they get it, it's like, uh, it's because they, I think I was like, really not, I was telling them, I was like, Hey, I'm about to leave because I'm not a writer. Um, I'm not doing good at writing these sketches. They're not hitting the table. There's no one picking them. I was like, because I'm not a writer. And, uh, they called me in the office, Steve Higgins called me in the office, and he was like, um, uh, we want you to do an update. And they liked two of my jokes. I had two jokes that they really liked. And they was like, we want you to do an update on the text scene. And I had a slave joke. And I was like, well, those are two different jokes. They're, they're two different jokes, so you got to pick one or the other. And I knew they wanted me to do the slave joke. They right. just didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, so you want me to do a slave joke? And they was like, yeah, we kind of want you to do that. So we rewrote it. What? Well, it's so crazy. It's a joke. It's a joke I've been doing seven years. So when we, when you write a joke as an update, you're writing with other people. So it's kind of hard sometimes because you're writing with other people who have a different voice than you. Yeah. So sometimes they'll throw their jokes in and it's not your update anymore. So when they wrote the update and we got to the table to read it, I just looked at Che and I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not funny. This is not my update. And Chase stopped the whole meeting, him and, and Brian Tucker, and they was like, we're going into this room, and we're going to write this joke word for word. And that's exactly how I did it on SNL. Well, I, I remember word. that. I remember that whole thing clearly. And, and it, was, it, just, it just it sort of blew up, and then you were off and running, and, and uh, everyone wanted to see more of you. So do, 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 do you remember that as sort of a turning point for you? It was a turning point, but SNL still didn't make me a cast member until – uh, I think, like I said, the, people didn't expect what they expected from me. Yeah, so yeah. The, no, I, the I, update was yeah. The update was excellent, so they didn't offer me a cast member. They just offered me six more updates. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna play that game. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So I was like, I had to let them know that hey, just because I'm working for you, that, that I'm I'm also a comedian. So that means I'm a hustler. I've been a comedian since '87. Right. So I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler too. So I was like, okay. So if I only if I'm only doing updates for y'all, then that means I can work other places. So HBO at the time wanted me. Uh, two broke girls wanted me. So I was going to do all of that. And and uh, <laughs> what happened was Lauren was Lauren just called me in his office like, no, we just going to make you a cast member. You're not about to go win the Super Bowl somewhere else. That's right? that's very cool because I mean we, we there's there's no experience like it, and everyone's talked about it, and, and and we're all perpetually fascinated by SNL because if you talk about the legendary talent that's gone through it, but there's also it is the ultimate. I, it has to be in the comedic world the ultimate trial by fire, correct? 
It's, it's the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And yeah. I don't think anything else will be ever harder than SNL. And are you currently working on, because the, the next season doesn't start till September. I would love it if it started on your birthday and they made the whole, and you made the whole thing about your birthday. That would be amazing. Um, but um, are you currently like working on things that will air yeah. next season? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm working on my own stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and then the, then the season starts. I think around like October or something like that. I, I you know, listen. I'm I'm 44 years old. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live started just the right before I was born. I've wanted to get there so badly just for for a taping of it, and it's I, an amazing know, thing. It, it, yeah, but it all it almost seems like it's impossible to get into. Are there any? Secrets or any ways to to buy your way in or anything like that. <laughs> that's so Larry. That's so funny. People always ask me that. It's um, well, if you know somebody there, you can get a ticket. I mean, it's it's that it's really about who you know. But if you just don't know nobody, they always have a ticket ticket lottery. Yeah. Um, a lot of people come out and wait on the day of the show to see if you can get picked. It's it it's. Because it's like, it, if you know somebody, you can get in there because there's two shows. Yeah. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a dress and a, and, a, and a live. So we need two audiences. But, um, yeah, it's those. Yeah, it's, I didn't know how hard it was to get tickets. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, we can't even get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leslie, I'm, I'm really glad and, and thankful that you came on with us this morning because I know, I'm actually a little surprised I, that you're not uh, on your way to the parade for the uh, Women's Cup you know team. What? That's really funny i was supposed to be in the parade today you're a huge fan and and i loved your support of the team uh on on social media i'm so sad i have to miss it because i have to go for a screening um uh, angry birds you know angry birds coming out yeah so i I have to go screen that and then i have to go do another meeting and i'm like dang why did y'all just like oh i would have loved to been there it's it's so funny because you you took off with your with your constant running commentary for the olympics that that was such a a side thing that really that really popped for you. Uh, I, did you did you get any long term offers from like ESPN or I mean because you, you yeah I mean because you, yeah. you you played college basketball correct? Yeah, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, uh, the twenty twenty Olympics is going to be off the chain. Yeah, because oh, cool. <laughs> you're so good at it. Trust. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's so weird that. Okay, that's all right. We weirdly weird, did, yeah. Crap, with the weird crap you do. <laughs> but the weird stuff that I do, and um, the Olympics is always, through my whole, like, as long as I've been alive, has been one of the greatest events in my life. And I, when I came, when I, I could not believe no one was excited about the Olympics when they came. I was looking at them, and everybody's like, yeah, I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> I literally, I was like, oh, that's changing. Everybody that I know will be uh, in, into the Olympics. So, yeah, Well, uh, any plans to, I mean, I don't know your schedule is probably too oppressive, but I mean, what what are they? Is it Japan? Is the, uh... It's in Tokyo, Tokyo this year. Yeah. yeah. Are you, uh, any, any plans to get over there, or do you even have oh, the yeah. option? Oh, yeah. It's going to be real fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Real okay. All right, Leslie. Oh, another thing you fun. you were fired up about was uh, Game of Thrones. Obviously, I was a fanatic about that too. And I we, was just so funny. reading a story about yesterday. George R. R. Martin started to reveal a little bit about what's going to happen in, in the prequel show that's going to take place five thousand years before the story we just saw. Um, you going to be on board for that as well? Man, 
I mean, do we know if George is finished writing that? You know, what no, I'm saying? he's like, not. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to go into those theories that's uncertain, right? Like, you know, then, then you have to guess. I mean, in fact, I, you know what? I would kind of be interested in that just to find out how you know the Mad King was. But to me, the, the show showed it. I mean. Yeah. The way uh, the way um, uh, Danny went crazy at the end, I can imagine that's how the Mad King went crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, tied in with it. Yeah. I agree with you though about these things, and like you, you know, there's so much good stuff on, and I know that you're you you have like a, a binge mentality as well, and we yeah. you, something comes out, you just want it, you just want to eat it all up. Uh, but but if, if it, right now if, if a show comes on and it doesn't hook me within the first two episodes, right. I'm gone because there's too much out there. That's calling for me, and I don't. Exactly. Get, and the bitches, when you get into something and you're loving it, and then they stop producing it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. And you know what's so funny? The things that people ask me to commentate, they'd be like, "Oh, we need you to comment." There's a lot of things I don't commentate because you, you know the way the world is yeah. now. You can't say certain things. <laughs> yeah, we know. Subject is like, okay, I, I'm not gonna like. They want me to live tweet Outlander, but Outlander is like. Brutal, son. Like I'm like, yo, I don't. It's, it's, it's too brutal. Like and euphoria, too brutal. Like they're, they're so real. These are shows that I keep to my. Like I don't live tweet uh, SVU unless Olivia does something totally incredible. Well, what 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 would you what what would you hope they would ask you? What haven't they asked you to to do commentary for yet that you're that you would hope that they would ask you to do commentary for? What what what's what's your number one show right now? Oh, it's so it's I don't have a number one show. Yeah. It just depends on what what like what part of the season it is. I got gotcha. you. I, I love I love Handmaid's Tale, but oh, that's another one that <laughs> man, you know you're just taking a risk. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, it's heavy. <laughs> By by you know live tweeting that, but like I was watching Sabrina the the, the teenage witch. That's really good. That's a really oh good God, show. So good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the uh, Umbrella uh, Academy. Umbrella Academy. I love that. So good. So what about Stranger Things? Yeah, I now that's <laughs> hilarious. I actually went in to live tweet Stranger Things, and I could not stand it. It was. The first thing I said when I saw Stranger Things was, where are y'all parents? Immediately could not get into Stranger Things. Yeah, no, I, we, I, I love it, but I, I've heard that complaint before. Some, some people who weren't like fans of like the eighties, uh, the movies where the kids were always doing all the stuff, um, you know. But, yeah, yeah but, I, but, but I hear you. So it, it, it's cool. I have to ask you because we played audio from a, a skit on SNL that just cracked us up, where you got into sort of a who was a bigger Weezer fan battle. Oh yeah, <laughs> hilarious. It was hilarious. Do you in fact like the music of Weezer or no? You okay? That's you know. Sometimes they ask me to do things that is the weirdest thing, and I'm gonna tell you, I no, no, radio. We, yo, no. Let me tell you, and this is real talk. When we were rehearsing that, me and Matt Dillon, we were the only one who knew nothing, absolutely nothing. Of Weezer's music. Wow. Everybody at that table, Cecily, Keenan, uh, Beck, 
Heidi, everybody knew all they songs, <laughs> the whole history. We, me and Damon was looking at each other like, how are we going to play this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Damon was like, it's even better that we don't know. So that's why it was so funny. It's, a, it's hilarious, Pat. Awesome. Yeah, we, we, we loved it. So, But that, that also speaks to what you are saying earlier about not knowing what to expect from you. Because initially, when I was watching the update stuff, I'm like, I didn't know you had... That you, that you could effectively portray yourself as a Weezer fanatic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, they asked me to do some fun stuff on there. That, that, that <laughs> you know, you, you know, I'm 51 years old, so it, it's so crazy that I have a uh, library of stuff to pull from. <laughs> yeah. You know, I pulled, I mean, I don't know if you remember the sketch uh, with uh, James Franco spitting blood into my mouth. Yes, yes. Okay. That's Lucille Ball. I had to play Lucille Ball on that one because I was going to die. <laughs> James Franco is a he's a nut. He's yeah. a psycho. He's, he knew exactly what he was doing because I was getting sick as hell during the rehearsal. Yeah. And it's just Oh. I love I love watching you board. I, I know that the the the, the long standing rumor is that Lauren Michaels does not like breaking up in skit, but uh, there's something about when you start to lose it that oh, cracks no. me up. Lauren loves that. Lauren. It does he? Yeah. 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 Lauren. Lauren loves that we have fun, and I think. I'm, and you are right. I think I brought a different type of spirit of it. Yeah. Back. Um, um, like, I think I brought a little bit back of the, you know, the Eddie Murphy time and yeah. Chevy Chase time, because when I came in there, they wasn't even laughing at, at the table read. Like I was screaming the first table read. Everybody kept looking at me like, who, who is, why is she? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, Keenan, that is hilarious. <laughs> Did we hear correctly that you spent Fourth uh, of July on on a boat with uh, with him with Keenan? Yeah, that's my brother from another mother, man. I'm telling you, the first time me and Keenan met, it was like we did not had and never knew each other. It, it it was it was like instant brother brotherhood. He seems like a cool guy. He is one of the best people in the world. Is he now currently the longest running cast member? Yep. Yes, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, uh, do you see yourself going as long as it as long as they'll have you? Because to me, it just seems like I mean, you're doing a lot of movie stuff. Obviously, you talk about Angry Birds and all that stuff. But uh, you know, is it the kind of thing you can keep and do both? Because you know, if if you enjoy the training and it's not burning you out, why get off it? Uh, you know, that's the question every summer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 summer is like, damn, do I want to? Because it's like a hundred hours a week, man. Yeah, it's not, it's not only physically, uh, you know, tiring. It's very mentally tiring too. And I'll bet. and and that's by the end of the week, we have to take all that energy and put it into two shows. It's it's a lot of work. So yeah, yeah summertime, you really take that time to go. All right, do I want to do this again? Yeah. Oh, God. You know. Well, speaking of shows, we've got an evening with Leslie Jones, the Miriam Theater, Saturday, uh, seven o'clock. Tickets at uh, KimmelCenter dot org and. I, you know, since this is this is you, this has got to be a, a lot of fun to do. Since it's oh my God, just your material, I don't understand that I'm actually a comedian. Yeah. So all this, fun <laughs> stuff, all this stuff that y'all see me doing on SNL and all that is like whipped cream. When yeah. you come see me do comedy, oh my goodness, oh oh, you think I'm silly? You think I'm, 
oh, just come see me perform. All no, right. no, you, All you're right. very funny. Your stuff is great, and, and your energy is great. So yeah. we, we're looking forward to it. Excellent. All yeah. right. Thank you, Leslie. We appreciate you checking in. Have a good time when you're here in Philly this weekend, and we'll catch up another time, okay? I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime, please. Leslie Jones, yeah. guys. She's awesome. Great. And tickets <laughs> tickets are on sale at KimmelCenter.org. You do not want to miss out on that. That's cool, man. She's really nice. Well, I love also I love the it. fact that I love people who are, so she's part of pop culture history herself because mm-hmm. of SNL, but loves you know, pop culture, loves yes. Game of Thrones, loves all these these shows, and you know, and gets into it because that's honestly, if people when people ask us to sort of thumbnail what the show is about, we're really kind of a, a pop culture review. Yeah. That's what we are all about. Agreed. And and uh, you know, so all those references and and you know. Uh, b- believe it or not, this morning I was deciding whether or not to put on a BTS T-shirt that someone gave me. So, <laughs> you got to wear that. I'm going to wear it. Yeah, right. I, I might wear it to the pool thing tomorrow. Yeah, oh, uh, I love it. And love uh, it. but uh, yeah, so it's it's and that's part of the deal. I love hearing her her enthusiasm about that, whether it be the Olympics or whatever. So it's very yeah, cool. Nice. All right, listen, we got to take a break. I have some beer to give away. I have our beer of the month, which is Yards Pink. Let's take caller number. 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It's now available year-round in 12-pack cans, pink sparkling tart berry ale. And you can grab a case of pink cans at Yardsbury 5th and Spring Garden or at Polly Drum and Wine and Spirits in Newark, Delaware. We'll take a break, come back in a second, some B-File stories, and Casey's big event is coming up with the WMMR Rock and Rollers. We'll get you all the info on that in a second. Stay down. For 50-plus years, MMR has owned the Stones. And now, now, you can own the Stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to Win Your Way In to see the Rolling Stones July 23rd in Philadelphia. Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have the bizarre file, so we're going to fire that up right now, and then we have a guest we're going to watch. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And this morning is brought to you by Delilah's most beautiful and talented performers will compete for the coveted Diamond G-String Award at Delilah's. That's on Wednesday, July 17th, hosted by Justina Valentine. You can visit Delilah's.com for details. Okay, so this whole uh, ice cream licking thing. Disgusting! That you've seen happen, that ain't nothing compared to what a Florida woman was arrested for. After police say she tampered with ice cream and an ice cream maker at Lulu's Ice Cream Shop in Indian Shores on multiple occasions. This woman just, she had a beef with somebody or something there. Jung Soon Waipcha was captured on surveillance camera footage using a restroom inside the shop with the door wide open. After using the bathroom, she walked over to a freezer where containers of organic ice cream were being stored. She opened the tubs of ice cream, stuck her hands in them, then... Picked her nose and stuck her dirty fingers back into the ice cream. Honestly, I'd beat the hell out of someone if I saw them doing this crap. A couple of days later, she was seen using the bathroom again, but was unable to gain access to the freezer because it was blocked by boxes. So, 
She returned to the store three days later, only to find the bathroom door had been locked. So she grabbed a bucket that was used to churn ice cream and used it as a toilet. She then dumped it out and into a sink labeled rinse. She went back and stuck her hands in the freezer again before leaving. God. What do you think this says about people that are Mm -hmm. doing this crap? Uh, Wipcha was arrested and charged with criminal mischief and violating Florida's anti-tampering act. I only hope... Yeah, there you yeah, go. we got to get the Florida yeah. woman in there for her. Florida woman, Florida woman. Yep. Yet another one. I only hope an ice cream licker ends up licking one of the ice creams that the snot chick <laughs> yes. did first. That'd be bad. Yeah, eventually there's going to be so much of it going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you referred to this story earlier. Gender reveal party on Australia's Gold Coast took a dramatic turn as a car used to spew blue smoke suddenly caught on fire. The Queensland Police Service released footage of the incident uh, to warn about the dangers of, quote, burnouts, an increasingly popular feature of gender reveal parties in Australia. I'm so sick of these gender reveal parties. On several occasions over the past year, gender reveal burnouts in which cars emit billowing clouds of pink or blue smoke have resulted in flaming vehicles and arrests. Is this akin to what they call rolling coal? You ever heard of rolling coal before? Not familiar, but there's a thick plume of blue smoke that's coming out of the back of this car. Okay, that sounds like rolling coal. And then what happens is is that he just leaves the tires spinning. So eventually, you see jets of fire start to come out of the back of the car. All right. Yeah, rolling coal is out of the uh, exhaust. This sounds like the tires are lighting them up somehow or another. But But there's like literal, it looks like jet flames coming out of the back of the car. So in the latest drone video released by police, the big reveal initially goes as planned with celebrating guests filming as the car drives down the road engulfed in blue smoke and after it comes to a stop the car bursts into flames and the driver and guests are forced to abandon it. It sits in the middle of the road on fire amid plumes of smoke that is now black. Now mind you, it's it's like a rural road but the guy was still in trouble. A 29 year old man was subsequently convicted of dangerous operations of a motor vehicle. Well one topping that nobody wants on their pizza would be footprints. Police responded to reports of a man causing a disturbance at Ian's Pizza in Madison, Wisconsin, early Sunday morning. They arrived to find a man stomping on customers' pizza slices. Uh, he was walking across tables inside the restaurant and taking time to step all over people's slices of pizza. I guess he couldn't work up enough snot. And then he was fighting with other patrons outside of the restaurant. The unnamed 24-year-old man was later arrested for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Jesus. Police, now how about this one? Police say a woman is accused of assaulting another woman by throwing a snake at her, stealing her car, and driving it through barriers downtown in Greenville, South Carolina. Police said that they were called to investigate a carjacking. The victim told police that a woman threw a black snake at her and then stole her SUV. An officer saw it was someone driving through barriers that were set up for a pole vaulting event scheduled on Saturday. <laughs> I don't want to miss the pole vaulting event. I'm taking out my snake and I'm going to carjack. Officers said a woman identified later as uh, Hill Mary Berrios refused to stop when an officer tried to perform a traffic stop. Police say they were then led on a chase that ended when the SUV hit an occupied vehicle. Berrios was taken to the detention center after she was arrested for trying to get into a church. Uh, this is, there's no linear logic no. to this whatsoever. No. Though this is not the first story you've had where somebody has thrown either a snake or yeah. a tarantula. 
at someone to steal something. Uh, Beres is charged with carjacking and several other charges. Police say that they uh, released the non-venomous snake back into the woods. And I think that's enough for today. That's pretty heavy duty. That's what we have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so uh, Casey's getting set for the Ben to the Shore bike ride that's going to be taking place. And uh, the date on that is the 23rd? No, July 28th. Oh, I'm sorry, 28th. 18 days away from the actual ride itself. Um, We're like, I don't know, 14 or 15 days away from like your... Packet pickup at the uh, the Irish pub and all that sort of stuff, but there is still time to join teams or to make donations to the Families Behind the Badge uh, Children's Foundation. Which is and, awesome. And yeah. that's what's benefiting from this, and we would like to welcome one of those guys behind the badge. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Deputy Commissioner Joe Sullivan. Good morning. Here. Morning, Joe. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Nice to see you. Here we are again. Here we are. Getting ready for this thing. How many times have you ridden in it yourself? Be about my twelfth. Your twelfth, twelve. But this, you know what? There is a buzz this year. I think this is going to be. Uh, you know, you guys always sort of set a casual goal and do well with meeting that. But Casey, do you you feel it as well? There's there's a there's a special buzz this year. Um. Well, my team in particular, and I hate saying my team. I would I'd rather say our team, uh, Team WMMR Rock and Rollers. We have more members this year than we ever have. Um. You know, so our team has just continued to grow. So we're currently at. 93 team members, which is good because I only ordered 100 jerseys. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. and and actually, an issue. one of those jerseys I'm going to give to one of uh, the designers, you know, you know, Grin and Greg Monaghan. Oh, so I really only have 99 jerseys for uh, for team members. But, um, but there's, so there's still room for seven more. Yeah, but um, there's a nice community around it, you know. So obviously, Team WMMR Rock and Rollers, that's a great community. We have a nice little Facebook page. Everybody, you know, they'll go on their own, like, little yeah. weekend rides as they're training for this thing. But when you get to the start line, the starting line um, on the 28th, and everybody else is around there, it's 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 early in the morning, and everybody knows what's ahead of them. You know, four to six hours of of bike riding ahead of them. But there's an excitement, and there's a camaraderie, and and and, and like you have people like my cousin who they don't care how long it takes because they want to get to know people, and 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 you know. So it, last year it took me four and a half hours to do the ride. And you know, I spent a half hour with this guy, and then a, you know, a half hour with that guy, and and it's 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 kind of like it's a neat little tour through New Jersey, and you and you get to know people. Similar vibe uh, for you, Joe. The same experience. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm in about in the same time range. So I mean, you know, my my wife does the, the ride with me. Normally, my son does it, but he won't be in in, in the city this year, unfortunately. But but you meet people. Um, it's some shared agony, <laughs> but it's become a social thing as well. I'm sure you build up some some lifelong friendships from this. It's hard not to do something like this and not bond with the people you're doing it with, whether it's before, during, or after. <laughs> right, we're end up at the showboat, and there's going to be entertainment. Uh, Chico's Vibe Band will ah, be there. They're great. Love they're them. great. Yep. Go on the website, discounted room rates. So I mean, you can really make a weekend out of this. Do thing. you have an actual team too, or? Uh... You just kind of do it on your own. You know what? There's so many different teams within the police department. I just, <laughs> okay. just like Casey said, yeah. I just kind of go from one to the other. I don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. Okay. Right, okay. right, right. I got to point out that the first time that Casey did this, you were, after making that long ride, you were overcome with emotion. Yeah, right. I was. Yeah. I, yeah, because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, 65 miles is it's a long way to go on your bicycle. I didn't know if I was built to be able to do something like that. And when you kind of turn that last corner, and, you know, and it wasn't just the first year. It's been every single year. You turn that last corner, 
and and there's people with cowbells and everybody's cheering and yeah. and um you've done a really great thing over you know because this is months and months leading up to it you know obviously you, you physically trained for it but we're we've been fundraising and doing all sorts of stuff and this is like the culmination of it all and you you, you know it was two years ago where i turned the corner my family was there and i didn't expect to see them and i was like oh my god i think i'm gonna cry yeah. thank god i'm wearing some sunglasses right now <laughs> Um, but, uh, there are, you know, it's, it's, it's an emotional thing. D- despite the fact that I've done this, you know, for several years and, and I know that my body is capable of riding 65 miles, uh, when I finished, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I did this. And I, you know, every year you see families of fallen first responders. Yep. That makes it really special. And to them, it's just an important way of remembering their loved one. This year we're going to have, um, officer Jesse Harnett is going to do. The really? Oh, that's yeah. right. I, was, I, I yeah. heard about yeah. that. It, yeah. What a great guy. 11 surgeries. And he, he's wow. going to, he's going to do the bike ride. Was we that were, the one from Fallcroft or, or Sharon No, Hill? no, no. That, 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 another heroic officer. This is the officer for the 18th district who was in his car and someone ran up and emptied okay. a gun into their car, into right. his car. And, and, uh, really he's yeah. doing the line. He's yeah. We, the ride. we were at lodge five. I think it was just a, like a, just a week and a half. Kathy, you were there that yeah. night as well mm-hmm. and, and, and met him. And here's a guy who was just gone through all that. He's smiling. He's doing his deal, and here he is riding in this. But yeah. that—that's a great way to sort of, uh, you know, dot the eye on the the importance of what this is about. Yeah. Thank God he he's doing well. But there, you know, for for the families and for all these people, um, you know, who who help keep us safe and tend to us in our worst moments, it's a really pleasant, cool way to be a part of something that that uh, that helps them out. It yep. does, and I mean, our our, big, our biggest contribution does go to the Survivors Fund. But it's 32 different charities, yeah. all involving children throughout the Delaware Valley, uh, like Preston's Race for Energy. I mean, he he always does a ride with his mom. Uh, In it, fact, we had them on last year. Oh, because they were going to do the Boston Marathon. Correct. Is what they were going to do. Uh, and unfortunately, the, the weather conditions, yeah, they, they, yeah. they weren't able to actually finish, but they tried it. But, uh, yeah, his mother is... Diane or yeah. okay, um, yeah. So we, I, I met them. I think on my first ride, it was a uh, pretty impressive. Yes, and I was, I was getting my ass handed to me by <laughs> them. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't lose to these guys. Um, but the Police Athletic League is another one, correct? Right, correct. That's another one. Uh, immediacy grants. Anytime a, a first responder falls, we provide immediacy grant to the family to take care of those, you know, basic needs that they're they're dealing with right then and there. Uh, a whole host of charities benefiting children throughout the entire Delaware Valley. And and listen, I don't want to scare anybody off. You know, who's listening? Uh, if if you're unable to make it, uh, we have vehicles all along the route that can yep. pick you up, take you to the next rest stop, or take you straight to Atlantic City. So That's totally n- fine. Nothing to be concerned about. Yep. I had a guy on my team last year who did the ride on a unicycle. Yes. On a unicycle. Yeah. Now, listen, you can start at the, either the start-finish line at the Ben Franklin Bridge, but he started at the first rest stop, so he ended up doing like 40-some miles or something like that. Did, at any point, unicycle. did he go back and, and find his balls? Or <laughs> yeah. Did he For, only pay half as much as everybody else? <laughs> no, no, he, really? paid the, he paid the full price. Yeah. If you want yeah. if you want to stop in, start in Berlin, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and do the 50-mile uh, ride, then right. that's another option. Okay. The entire ride is about 65, so... Again, you know, you, you, you either way, we'll be there for you. And if you have any problems along the way, there's there's plenty of support vehicles. So there's nothing to be concerned about. Give it a shot. That's yeah. awesome. And Bert Kreischer, by the way, uh, he's doing this, man. Bert he's, Kreischer. He's, doing yeah. this. he's he, following through. He committed to it. Yeah. He committed to it. He just followed up with me on uh, via text yesterday uh, asking about chase vehicles and, and, you know, things along those lines. But 
but he's going to be documenting this thing on his social media the entire time. I want to point out that uh, Casey, your team, the WMMR Rock and Rollers fundraiser, Pinocchio's Pizza, is all day today in media, right? You yeah, stop so, by and a portion of the proceeds go to this. Yes, yeah, so if you were going to eat lunch out or dinner out or whatever, and you live in the Delaware County area or anywhere uh, in the area... Go to Pinocchio's Pizza on Baltimore Pike in media. 20% of your bill is going If you mention WMMR, Rock and Rollers, and, you know, the Ben to the Shore Bike Tour. Make sure um, you do that. Make sure you mention that because 20% of your bill will go towards Team WMMR, and obviously it all goes to the families behind the badge. Outside of, of the, the charity event, the, the bike ride, I did want to ask you a question, Joe, because, Steve, you said something this morning. We were watching, Kathy, you had the news story earlier today. About the uh, local businesswoman who had $60,000 stolen from her house. And there's security footage of that, you know, her own personal security footage at the house. And Steve was wondering out loud, now with everybody, not everybody, but many more people have these security systems set up. They become affordable. They're easy to do through your cable provider or whatever you can do it now. Is that having an impact? Is that really starting to help out on you guys being able to, to snag these people? Oh, absolutely. You know, we we get the video. We put it up on social media. Somebody knows who they are, and we get a tip, anonymous or otherwise. And uh, and when you go to court, I mean, what? You can't say it wasn't me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I view yeah. so uh, I have cameras around my house I through the Xfinity security, you know, set up and, and trained on. And they, they were very expert in where you want them trained. And I've helped two people. One with a with a uh, some guys who are opening up unlocked car doors, help them, and then someone got their side view mirror knocked off, uh, and I was able to help them as well. So just and and the more people that have them, you have sort of this collective safety net. It does help. They they, they really do. They they talk to one another, the, the different um, homeowners, and they put up great information, and uh, that that is helpful to us as well as far as making sure we not all crime gets reported. So that way we find out about things we might not otherwise know about. But I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of talking of one another, how um how much communication happens in between individual police departments? I like, get you know so this crime happened in Ben Salem. Will they reach out to you guys in, in Philly and say, hey, listen, we think maybe these guys live in Philadelphia or vice versa? Oh no, absolutely. We meet with our regional partners on a regular basis, and on top of that, we have the Delaware Valley Intelligence Center down in South Philadelphia, and all of the counties surrounding Philadelphia are are partners in that project. So we we have uh, outstanding networks to communicate things like that. It's so wild to call so like with those cameras to grab. I can isolate. You just grab, scrub the area you want, grab it, send it as a video and an email, and you're you know the immediacy is a mind blower. If, if I don't think there's anything the prosecutor likes better than when you bring a case to court <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they've got the video right love there. It. Right, yeah, right. It's getting even better. I love it. All right, cool. Joe, always great to see you. Thanks for being here. Bend to the Shore Bike Tour, July 28th, benefiting families behind the badge, Children's Foundation. You can go to fbbcf.org and uh, be a part of it if you can this year. That'd be great. It's going to be huge. Get more support. Great to see you. Thanks for being here. All right, thank you. All right, Deputy Commissioner Joe Yay! Sullivan. Philadelphia Police Department. We're going to take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steve and Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Last warning to get in on our secret text word, text word secret 39333, because we got some Mark Maron tickets. Uh, He's not going to be here till October 10th at the Marion Theater, but why not win those tickets now? All right, so get on that. We'll do a winner in just a little bit. 
But while we are moving along otherwise, I have uh, today's lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets for Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back in concert July 26th at the Man's TD Pavilion. Uh, so pretty sweet deal outside where they show the movie and they play along. It's great. Yeah. Orchestra plays along live and everything. So today's question, Casey. Yes. Here we go. I love it. What was the very first thing that I said on the air this morning? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. This is all Casey's idea. There's a method to this madness. That is correct. What was the very first thing that I said on the air this morning? This is just to find out if, you, if you've been with us for the whole show. If you've been listening all morning. All right. If you know the answer, call right now. We're going to do the trash where you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Delilah's most beautiful and talented performers will compete for the coveted Diamond G-String Award at Delilah's Wednesday, July 17th. Hosted by Justina Valentine. You can visit Delilah's.com for details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the actual ashes of Charles Manson have been tattooed in the arm of a fan of the infamous mass murderer. John Michael Jones said he got the Manson tattoo to ensure he will absolutely never get laid. A bit of controversy after Meghan Markle's security demanded no one take pictures of her as she watched Serena Williams play at Wimbledon. Apparently, Markle was self-conscious about pics being taken because she was snacking out of a huge laundry tub filled with turkey legs. Oh, my God. And finally, Mariah Carey revealing in an interview with Cosmopolitan that despite her sexy chanteuse image, she's a bit of a prude and has only had sex with five men in her life. Carey later clarified, saying she meant at one time. Oh, mm. <laughs> and that's your trash. <laughs> All right, we shall see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this. What was the very first thing that I said on the air this morning, and a number of texts are getting it correct. So wow. a lot wow. of people have stuck around from the very beginning of the show. All right, so we will go to Joe and see if we can get the answer. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Joe, do me a favor. Tell me, what was the first thing I said this morning? Dingleberry. He's right. You <laughs> nailed it. Nice work, sir. Hang on the line, Joe, and thank you for listening for every single second of today's program. We're going to give you a pair of tickets for Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back in concert July 26th at the Man's TD Pavilion. You can relive the film as it's projected on three giant screens while the Philadelphia Orchestra and conductor Lucas Richmond perform John Williams' iconic musical score. Picnics welcome at this all-ages event. The series, Movies of the Man, is presented by BMW. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts and tickets at the Man Center. Org. I still love this music. Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. John Williams. Love it. All right, let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> All right, it's brought to you by Dunkin'. This summer, enjoy Dunkin's new Hershey's Cookies and Cream or Deep yeah! Flavored Coffees because everyone deserves a sweet escape from reality. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Trademarks are used under license. Uh, we'll start with this. Word is Green Day is getting ready to release new music next week. Mm. Now, this is according to a report. Uh, apparently, the new track is coming on Friday, July 19th at around noon our time, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Green Day from M. Billy Joe Armstrong jumped into an Instagram live stream last December to tell fans that he was writing new songs uh, for now, although, is this just one song or a full album? One song, although he did not share any more details. Now, I don't know if it's going to be 
connected to an entire album of music. But the word is there's a new song coming next week. Yeah. Uh, the band's last album was 2016's Revolution Radio, which became the third number one album of the trio's career and contained the chart-topping singles Bang Bang and Still Breathing. Avenged Sevenfold frontman M. Shadows is getting his very own playable character in the Call of Duty Black Ops franchise. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Pretty flattering. The singer is featured in a new trailer for Call of Duty Black Ops 4's next content drop called Operation Apocalypse Z. Kathy, you'll have to let your Call of Duty squad know this. Yes, I will. Immediately. It was, re- it was released on Monday through Activision and... Uh, Guess what, guys? And Treyarch. Uh, during a Treyarch live stream, Shadow said that getting his own character in the franchise was a career highlight... And his playable avatar can be seen at the 234 point in the new trailer when he and other zombie survivors look out a window at an incoming horde. Is this a picture of him, It looks like he's with Danny Trejo. It does. You're right. Is Danny Trejo playing a zombie? That's pretty... No. We're not requiring any makeup. He kind of looks like he's just with Danny Trejo. (laughs) Yeah. This is on uh, Avenged Sevenfold's uh, Instagram page. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Operation Apocalypse Z is currently available for the PlayStation 4 and will come to other platforms later. Speaking of zombies, Rob Zombie uh, has told Revolver in a new interview that his next studio album is completed, but that plans are still in the works for how and when to release it. Zombie explained, with a record, even though MTV and all these old concepts are gone, you still need to make an S-ton of video content because that's how people get to the music. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to find time to do all of that. I mean, it's basically YouTube is the only way you're going to see this stuff on the YouTube channel. Yeah, the new disc will be Zombie's first through his new deal with Nuclear Blast Records and is expected out later this year. Zombie will be touring all summer with Marilyn Manson and is also gearing up to promote the September arrival of his new movie, Three from Hell. This next story is filed under... Of course I'll be out of town when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, well, okay, yeah. t- let everyone know because this is insanely horrible. Getty Lee is going to be in town promoting his book, The Big Beautiful Book of Bass. Yes, and we've been trying to get Getty Lee yes. in the studio and because Preston is the biggest Rush fan on earth. And who's the radio station that presented Rush to Philadelphia? WMMR, of course. And uh, we would have uh, we would have had him here, I'm sure. If that were the case, if we were... And word is he wanted to present you with a special bass guitar. Are you serious? And wanted uh, you to play drums with him. Wanted you to play drums with him. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, you would pick the Rush song that you wanted to play most with him. Wow. <laughs> and that Neil Peart himself was going to come in. He doesn't do any interviews. Not anymore, uh, no. But he was going to bake you a Bundt cake. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. It's, I mean, it never fails. Yeah, bake a Bundt cake. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, we'll, we'll have him on the phone tomorrow, so that's just as good, right? Are we having him on the phone tomorrow? We yeah. are! Yeah. Sweet! Oh. Well, that's pretty cool. That's almost like having him in the studio here no, and shaking not, his no, hand. No, it's not. Uh, Instead of receiving a phone call. I have shook his hand on two occasions. So there you go. I've, Did I've he met, know it? I've met him before. He knew it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've met him before. Who but, the hell are you? <laughs> but I've never had a sit-down interview with him, and that would be pretty amazing. But anyhow, he's got uh, new signing sessions Beginning July 14th in Nashville with additional stops for St. Louis, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. According to the press release for the book, Getty's love for the bass has been uh, nurtured over a lifetime spent in the limelight. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. It's a riff on a song. As one of the world's premier rock basses for the past seven years, he's dedicated himself to studying the history of the instrument that has been so essential to his career, collecting hundreds of basses from around the globe. It's brought him closer to the heart. 
250 of which are presented here in uh, breathtaking detail was specifically commissioned to photography by Richard uh, Sibald. He also says in the book, Preston, that his biggest joy is meeting the first name on a radio show's oh, cast of characters. I didn't know that. So you would be the first on our show. Interspersed in the book are interviews by such high-profile players and technicians as John Paul Jones, Adam Clayton, Robert Chuillo. Wow. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, Bill Wyman, Les Claypool, along with Pete Townsend's recently deceased legendary guitar tech, Alan Rogan. So he will be at the Barnes & Noble in Philadelphia on July 19th, and this just in, on our show tomorrow morning. Around 8.10. Okay. Do you have the book? It should be cool. I don't, know. Yeah. I, I would like to get it. Um, Make sure you lie to him tomorrow. It's one of those where you can get, like, the super-duper... Ex- Big time package for yeah, yeah. a lot of money. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. But he wanted to bring Preston the first yeah. <laughs> edition of the book. Leather bound. Mm-hmm. Penned uh, in his own blood. One last story. Ringo Starr has confirmed that a 50th anniversary of Abbey Road remaster is coming. Wow. Uh, possibly as soon as September. Uh, he talked about this at his birthday bash at L.A.'s Capitol Records on Sunday. He said... Um, we are going to promote it, of course. I have heard it, the remaster, and it's great. And we're having, like, a get-together, or I'm going to get-together at EMI in England and Abbey Road Studios, and I think it's the 26th of September, so if you're not busy, get over there, he said. Where do you stand on remasters? I don't hear the difference. A lot of times, I do not. And yeah. a lot of times, I think it sounds weird because you've heard it one way for so long. Yeah. And it becomes like different instruments seem to be mixed louder. Yeah. Or it just throws you off. I thought uh, there was a definite difference in Pearl Jam's 10. I, I yeah. can hear that, no doubt. And the band liked it more, but I didn't because of what you just said, Steve. I, the, the album that I fell in love with, which is the reason why I fell in love with the band, right. was the one that was released in 91 or whatever. And it, like, it changes the way you hear it. Yeah, essentially that's so what it is. That's okay. <laughs> essentially that's what remastering is. It's just the levels of the instruments. Sometimes you'll get bonus tracks or you know outtakes and stuff yeah. like that. I don't like those. Yeah, if they add that stuff, then it, then it can be worth it. It's a fact that music um, years ago was mixed to a lower volume. Uh-huh. And when you hear songs that are mixed, it just the, the general mastering level is much louder. Yeah. But, you know, the story that has been going on with all of these Beatles albums is is how wonderfully produced they were, and so yeah, George Martin was a genius. Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. With the equipment they had and what they were able to pull off is pretty incredible. Yeah, you don't really need to do it unless you need to sell some more records, and that's what they're doing. Exactly. All right, and uh, that's it. That's what I have for you in music news. It is now time to get a winner for a secret text word. So, Kathy, what number caller is is touching you today? Ten. Call it ten. Wow. Ten is touching me. Two one five. Ten. Ten. Two one five two six three. WMMR is the number. Caller number ten. We're going to set you up, and we've got the, the tickets to Mark Maron. But you need to know the secret text word. We'll grab a random text or while we're taking a break as well. We'll come back, and we'll get the information, as well as the letter day word of the week, and get ready to wrap things up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. The Glorious Sun. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR, Hammerhead. Or no, that wasn't Hammerhead, that was the kids aren't all right. 
What was that thing? How does Hammerhead go? It's very similar. It is. Yeah, Hammerhead, uh, head, 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 head. Hammerhead, head, head, head. head. Do, 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 do. Oh. Uh, that's the thing. Offspring, one of those bands where I, you play a few different songs. I'm like, is this that song or that song? They have very similar vibes. There's Hammerhead. Yeah. Thank you. Casey. It's a great song. Appreciate it. And stop. Uh, end scene. End scene. Thank you. <laughs> Ten twenty-four. As we're about ready to wrap up the program on this fine Wednesday morning, and yes, Kathy, the belly flop championship is tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks to for the reminder. Bring you up to speed on that. Uh, but today has been a very enjoyable program, and it's not quite over yet. As we were looking for caller number ten, so let me go to the phones and see if we can get that winner. I'm going to go to Luke. Hey, Luke, how you doing? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good, buddy. So you made it through. You're caller number 10. If you have the right word, you got a prize. What's our secret text word? Sorry about all you guys at work, but it's the word neurotic. Neurotic, oh. yes. Yay! Absolutely correct. Hang on just a second. We're going to get your information. And why are we playing Salisbury Hill? Yeah, I just felt like it, man. Okay. I feel I need to do a movie Woo! promo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to give you, for getting it correct, a pair of tickets to see Mark Maron, October 10th at the Miriam Theater. Tickets are on sale now via KimmelCenter.org, by the way. And we grabbed a random texter, and that person is uh, Michael Huckle. Michael uh, Huckle? Yeah, that's what it says. Hey, Michael Huckle. Michael Huckle? Michael Huckle, Michael Huckle lives in Philadelphia. Huckle, Michael Huckle. And uh, he is going to get to go to the show as well. So congratulations to Michael Huckle. Michael Huckle. Uh, let me see. I need to do some thank yous as well. I want to thank, uh, well, you for listening this morning. We do appreciate it. And I want to thank, uh, let's see, Leslie Jones. Hey. Yeah. She was great, man. You I'd never know. to get her in here and start talking TV and Game of Thrones and all the stuff that she's into. When she gets into something, she really <laughs> into all, it all the way in. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate that. She's fanatical about uh, you know the obviously the Olympics and yeah. sports and the the uh, um, the World Cup and Game of Thrones and all this stuff. So she is going to be in town at the Miriam Theater performing Saturday at seven p.m. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you can go to KimmelCenter.org and snag those. You know, if you stop and think about it, and she's known for, for, for you know, letting the uh, the language fly and interact, mm-hmm. she still cursed less than Kate Flannery. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had one S-bomb and one F-bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kate gave us, uh, I like think, four. three or four in a row. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and you know what? I've got an update on Kate in just a second. Um, we need to do the letter of the day, so... Uh, we're going to introduce uh, the man who brings us that letter, Pierre Robert, in our studio, ready to go. So let me hit the special button. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter C as in Cat People. All right, Cat People. That was a great movie, by the way. Classic movie. Yeah. We're going to give away a Garlando G500 weatherproof outdoor foosball table from Royal Billiard and Recreation. Shuffleboard and foosball are more fun outside. Make the patio your summer rec room. Royal Billiard and Recreation has the best in outdoor table games. And you can visit royalbilliard.com for details. Royal Billiard and Recreation, your ultimate game room store, selling fun for over 30 years. So we'll give that away day after tomorrow. How are you today? Excellent. Wonderful. A fine day outside. It's lovely. Is it? Yeah. It's yeah. not too humid? Not yet. All right. I mean, it will be. 
but it is not as of this moment. So okay. um, I, I give you permission to flee the premises and to um, find <laughs> a, a neighbor's pool and jump in. We oh. all we all endeavor in life to have a job that we can flee. <laughs> yeah. Flee the premises. Yeah. Actually, you have a pool, so we'll all go to your house. Yeah, everybody, please come over. All right. We're going to have a good Let's time. Let's invite today. all the listeners. Over, too. Impressive. Would you make everyone sandwiches, too, I while you're at it? Yes. I'll get on it. You're such a great dad. Do you guys want the crust cut off? Preston, do you think that we should uh, show Pierre? I don't think he's seen the, Casey's the Casey photo, license yeah. photo. Have you not seen this? This is new. Now, do you know he takes a goofy photo? I do. All right. Uh, can we put the new one uh, up on the, the monitor or... Uh, what would you prefer? Here, here, come on. Yeah, All right. right. Pull up, come over to uh, Nick's and uh, we'll show you. That's the old one. There oh you go. My, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. 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 It's legit. How would they let you do that? They was, let they him do it. It was difficult. Yeah. He had a hard time. The, the woman did not want to let him take that picture. Oh, it, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Dude, it gets better the more I see it. <laughs> it's psychotic. It, it, it looks honestly, it, it's it's someone else. It's it's, it's a as serial if you're, killer. You're channeling someone else. My favorite comment on Instagram so far was, uh, "I'd buy bait from that guy." <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, that's excellent. Wow. Yeah, I made love to my sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Wow. There's so many different interpretations of that. You know what I would love is for people. To make uh, to take that and doctor a meme, you know, put put uh, you know how memes have a saying, a phrase. Yes. Mm. Go ahead, I, make up a few different ones. I'd like to see what you have. I'll go you one better. But be I, nice. I want that on a T-shirt. I just oh, want that oh, face. Oh. I, in fact, that. I'm going to do that. Okay. Marissa asked uh, if uh, people would just make that their profile pictures. <laughs> it, we have to do that one day. Have everybody use that as their profile picture. <laughs> There's also a slight, um, you, a you make yourself slightly cross-eyed. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Which is uh, quite a talent because <laughs> uh, your left eye is moving at not the same speed as your right eye. Um, it's utterly bizarre and absolutely frightening. It's and you want to recruit people for your bike ride and that's the, the picture you want to put up? Well, that's that's just for personal use. That's for the license. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you you might see that if, if, the, if the pedaling gets difficult. It's not personal anymore if you're plugging it like this oh my god it's wonderful that's excellent all right that's our casey there it is yeah what's up on the show today thank you for asking i will have tickets for elvis costello and blondie once again and it looks as if the rolling stone song of the day might fall my way uh in the one o'clock hour so stand by for that on vinyl and the uh, 25th person when hearing it will then win uh tickets for the stones and the vinyl that we play the song on uh, we've got really cool workforce blocks. Tonight uh, is the uh, farewell appearance in Philadelphia of Peter Frampton, legendary guitar player, brilliant guitar player. Love him. Incredibly nice man on top of all of that. And uh, he'll be doing his finale. He has some kind of motor difficulty, which he believes uh, will impair his playing in the future to the point where he has uh, called this his farewell tour. Uh, so he's at the Met tonight, and Jason Bonham, John's son of Led Zeppelin, and his Led Zeppelin evening open the show. So we've got a block of Zeppelin, a block of Frampton, and uh, we will combine the forces of Mr. Manson and Mr. Zombie, who play in the uh, PPL Center in uh, Allentown this evening. So a lot of fun. Cool, man. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Chief Show, brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston Chief Show. Winter Airport Parking Fest is way in and out of Philly International Airport. Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card. You can bring a workout buddy with you every single visit. And Chorus Photography. 
the official photographers of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, tomorrow on the program, yes, Kate Flannery is going to get in touch. It's going to have to be a phone call because she's not going to be in. Uh, on, she's going to be in the weekend, so we're going to have to just chat with her on the phone. And Pierre, tomorrow we're going to have on the, because we're going to be off while he's here in town. But Getty Lee is going to be giving us a call tomorrow. What ho? Yeah, yeah, should be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm hoping that he'll be able to do an in-person visit. Uh, what day of the week is the night? The Friday. Yeah, maybe you guys can work your magic and have him by here. He has been here one I time know. when he did his uh, first solo album. He flew down from Toronto just to be in Philly for MMR that day. He did an extensive um, interview yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah it was so, really, really cool. Uh, but wow. Good ex- for you. Excited to talk to Getty tomorrow on the 8 o'clock hour. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. I don't know why some people are so offended at work. All I did was write the word wipes on a box of tissues. I mean, you can use a tissue to wipe your butt if you need to or if you shart yourself by accident because of the heat. You know, it's hot out. Next message. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Everyone should go outside. Get your ass out there today. Next message. Is it Wednesday or is it Sunday? Because all these f- Sunday drivers need to hit the camp. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.